see the AN commander arriving now. I'm going to try to talk to him. Colonel Guile? Colonel Guile! Colonel Guile, Chung Lee's and GNT News. May we speak to you, sir, please? No. But don't you want to speak to the world audience? No. But I do want to talk to someone. That bastard bison! I know you like to look at yourself on television, you sick son of a bitch. So look at this. Dickhead! Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where for you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And this week, we watch Steven Souza's Street Fighter. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? In this episode, I'm bringing it back. Freak Show. Freak Show is a hell of a good wine, so it I'm is. happy to see it. Because it's uh, a little bit more expensive than uh, this podcast warrants, but... <laughs> for sure. We're always breaking up the good wine for the bad movies, but, you know, when we ever, uh, whenever we hit these live-action ones, we got to get a little special, at least to some degree. Sure. Yeah. But I'm excited. It's been... When did we uh, listen... Or when did we have that one? Excuse me, pardon me. Oh, fuck, dude. Sorry. I guess it really doesn't matter. You know, we gotta, you know, get this right out of the way or little Wayne gets a little, you know, impatient. I think Wayne has like a 10 second patience level and that yeah. it's about... We have yeah. maybe 15 seconds at the most. I, I honestly can't believe he's here. Little Wayne, how you doing? And um, It's weird that he's been here for almost yeah. the entire podcast. Yeah. He's just been sitting in the corner just like slowly waiting to chime in. <laughs> So thanks for being here, Little Wayne. But like, he's obviously very scared about going to prison, and he wants to make sure that he does have multiple pardons, multiple pardons, but or at also least whatever. I th I think he feels you know that his pardon was you know we were directly responsible for his pardon. I think we were. I yeah. think I also put we, that idea in Trump's head. I'm yeah. sure someone did it kind of tangentially from Little Wayne, but <laughs> I feel like Trump. I was in his ear. Okay, let's do it, Little Wayne. Oh, this is a good pardon pour. Nothing else to say, Wayne. You're just gonna, yeah, just gonna sit over there. Yeah, well, yeah. that seems to yeah. be his forte. Actually, he's leaving. <laughs> he literally just <laughs> yeah. left. Wow. Yeah. Goodbye. It's really uh, good to see you, I guess, uh, Mr. Wayne. But I guess it's just you and me, Dad, and my white tee and your flannel, which is maybe the the third episode where you're wearing maybe the same exact shirt. I can't really tell. I haven't seen those videos in a while, but well, this is my weekend shirt week now. That <laughs> weekend flannel. Yeah, I mean. I've only got like two flannels, so hey, that's that's fine. It's a good look for you. It's I, I honestly prefer you in clothes that I uh, am familiar with you wearing. <laughs> Just like when we took our Japan trip, you only had that one, you know, rain slicker, and that yeah. was about it for me. Yeah, I have a, a simple uniform. Yeah, you're you're borderline Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Dad. So now that we, uh, I guess, have uh, said hello and goodbye to Little Wayne, what would you like to tell us about this movie? Street Fighter. Wow. Wow Nin is right. Yeah. 1994 action film written and directed by Stephen E. D'Souza. Mm -hmm. Now, D'Souza is responsible for some very good movies like 48 Hours, Die Hard, Commando, The Running Man. Mm -hmm. And this is a little Not bit of, of a step back for him. For sure. Yeah. It, it was what? His first directional yeah. debut? So, I mean, I guess when somebody just gives you that opportunity, you sort of take what you can get. And mm -hmm. uh, this is what he got. And supposedly he wrote the script in like a night. 
Yes, I. Uh, that was one of the the uh, letterbox that so, I had, you know, but I, I give him props for that. I guess I wouldn't. The only person who can get away with that is like Bob Dylan, who writes some of the most influential songs in history in like fifteen minutes. So he's not fucking you know Bob. Yeah, well, uh, songs probably a little shorter than maybe a screenplay, but. I think I could make I could make an argument that Visions of Joanna is more important and uh, better than this movie just by being six minutes. No, long. I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> this was uh, totally um, financed by Capcom, uh-huh. so they had a lot of input on this thing. And uh, there, I mean, obviously, this is a live action film of the uh, video game, mm-hmm. and there was actually an intended reboot. Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, mm-hmm. and uh, it was released in 2009, which it actually was more critically panned than this one, so... More critically panned? Yeah. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes had it, like, at 3%. Oh, know, wow. Rotten or whatever. I... Honestly, I could probably have told you that. I wouldn't have even had the scene that movie. If this... Uh, if that is a sequel of this movie in any capacity, or if it's even kind of in the same... You, I mean... We, we can make this point a, a bunch this time, but this, the, the video game thing, not great. Not no, great for movies. No. And they actually had a television series, a British television series called Street Fighter Assassin's Fist Ooh. that was released in 2014. So I wonder what that's all about. Is it is it animated or is it uh, a regular No, active... I believe it's a live action television series. Huh. Weird. I would have to maybe look that up. Mm. I, I don't know anything that has been good to have come out of the Street Fighter. And considering that we watched Street Fighter, like, to the movie, and that was pretty bad, there really isn't too much. I've seen some other of the animated Street Fighter movies, and they're they're really not great. This is maybe at the top of the top of being bad, but it's for a whole mess of reasons, as we'll get into. And I guess there was a sequel in two th- was planned in 2003, mm. and it was going to have Van Damme, Dolph uh, Lundgren, and Holly Valance, which I don't know who, she was some Australian star. Mm. I wonder who Dolph would have played. He seemed like he would be a better Guile than uh, Von Damme. uh, The Belgian accent in this movie is hilarious considering who he's playing. I know. Like I said, we'll get into it. And one of the fun facts is uh, Van Damme was reportedly doing quite a few bumps during the filming. He had uh, somewhat of a cocaine problem. And I'm I'm definitely gonna vibe on this one because I was fascinated by that, and it was also another one of these uh, comments that I had. But he was blowing like 10k a day on his drugs. That was apparently the number that I saw. It was ten thousand dollars a day on coke. And apparently he was uh, banging Kelly. Kylie, oh, Kylie. yeah, sorry, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. I'm sure there was a Kelly in <laughs> it Thailand. It was probably a Kelly. Yeah, I mean, I think he probably you know banged half of Thailand or Bangkok or wherever he was. Yeah, there was a lot of banging cock yeah. on this uh, Street Fighter. <laughs> Supposedly, <laughs> he didn't show up uh, quite a few times on set. Yeah, Von Dom would just yeah, yeah, sure. I was gonna say sick with syphilis, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, just blowing coke. That's uh, incredible that movie stars can get away with that. I guess maybe not so much. I don't know what the, you know, nowadays, but it seems like back then it was, you could probably get away with more shit. I'd be surprised if someone like nowadays had a, a severe coke habit and would just not show up for work. And I also read that there was a post credit scene, but now I'm, I don't think it, I mean, it didn't show up in the, you know, we watched this on Tubi mm-hmm. and Bison is revived at the end. And there was some kind of cartoon that came out after this based on this movie. Was it based on this movie or was this, this, I thought this preceded Street Fighter 2, the movie. I thought they played this one first 
And then the second one came out. Uh, what I read, I thought they came out with a cartoon after based on, you know, directly involved with this movie. I, I mean, that very well could have been yeah. the case. Was it like but they I had think Von Then they animated? said that they didn't actually put it in a theatrical release or prints because, of course, the, one of the sad facts is that Raul Julia passed away like i think two, two weeks months, two weeks i before thought it was like weeks afterwards yeah he had like stomach cancer mm. or he died actually of a stroke but i think he was also yeah he had this whole odyssey of showing up to the the set uh severely underweight yeah i guess that was the deal and they had this you know no idea uh, so they were, <laughs> they were essentially not only just covering for Von Dom fucking around and just giving the other characters random shit to shoot, yeah. but like they needed like two, three weeks to get uh, Julia to get any weight on him. They were just feeding him and letting him hang out with his family, apparently. And apparently they paid uh, Von Dom like $8 million to star in the film. Yeah. And it had a $30 million budget. So I think he did a large portion of that up his nose. I was going to, yeah, that seems, so I wonder Or maybe how- he got paid in cocaine but i don't know wow can you imagine if that's ever been done they just kind of like you know what it's all under the table there's going to be no tax money but it's a million dollars worth of cocaine and you have to do it what you will do with it what you will excuse me but that i mean that would be an incredible paycheck i think he would probably accept it back then he was like i'm gonna make money forever and then i think von Dom's film career was over by i don't know 2006 think it was pretty much over i mean the expendals maybe gave him a, a few extra things to do but when has von dom been relevant he hasn't i mean he pretty much fell off a cliff at some point yeah because he's a bad actor i mean that's right well he's <laughs> also old nobody really wants to see him i well, mean he can still do the split though the famous split i think that's his only claim to fame it's that in the roundhouse kick he he gave uh bison maybe like seven roundhouse kicks in the fight it's like yeah. do you know any other fucking move yeah i think that's all he did actually i read some article where he met with uh some big film producer and he saw him at a restaurant and he like literally went up to him and gave him like a roundhouse kick or something like that. what yeah he kicked a producer in the head yeah. with a roundhouse Well, kick? I don't think he really hit him, but he like came up to him and showed him that he could do this karate kick. Wow. And then he's like, hey, you know, yeah, you know, call me at my office. And he ended up showing up and he waited like seven hours. And then the guy put him in, I think it was his first movie, Bloodsport. Oh, wow. So yeah. he borderline threatened a producer yeah. with uh, the, the bottom of his foot. And then the dude came crawling over. That's pretty, I mean, that's a pretty alpha move. Do you know what his name was when he first came <laughs> To America? No. It was like Frank Cujo or something like really? that. Yeah, he had this... I mean, he's Belgian, right? Yeah. I, I mean, the, the most hilarious thing about Guile is just he's this American, you know, chat of a character. He's fucking, you know, in the military, loves America, and he's just played by this Belgian dude who could barely speak English. But I, I think I'll maybe reiterate that comment uh, with another comment made on the internet. So let's just jump right into our letterbox Worst Review. So first one up. Uh, half star by Jor Wow on August 23rd, 2021. The Asian main character and his white boyfriend, Ken, are thrown aside as Guile is the main character because he's American, white, and patriotic, even though fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme is fucking Belgian. <laughs> like I said, I mean, it was ridiculous to cast him as this all-American character. I guess you can be, you know, whatever ethnicity and be American, but... Uh, I mean, aside from the Coke thing, I think Von Damme was maybe a bad idea. Well, I like how he picks up on the fact that he thinks that, you know, Rio and uh, Ken are sort of, you know, 
I don't think it's even like I think it's pretty explicit as <laughs> as we've talked about uh, maybe in the last Street Fighter. Well, that's what I was bringing to light was you know no you shower would... scene where we saw their big veiny wieners. Unfortunately, <laughs> as I kind of hoped in some form of a sequel, but you know it, it didn't pan out as supposedly. Uh, another half star by Zachary on March 16, 2021. The pose at the end was the best part. How did you feel about the pose at the end? Well, I guess it's, I guess all of them doing their poses that they do or victory jumps that they do at the end of the video game. That's Is that what, what it was? Yeah, that's what that represented. So what? Uh, Guile combs his hair. Um, Zangi points at the sky. Chun Li jumps up. I yeah. mean, I don't really know Street Fighter that well, so maybe that's the that's case. That's what but... I read. It was supposed to, you know, show them all doing their. I wonder video if that game. was a Capcom like thing in terms of just like the story itself. I don't even know how Dalsum became bald at the end. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, all that... of a sudden he shows up and his head is shaven. Like it was that the made whole. No sense. Well, the whole ending is mired by cuts because this had this whole movie was supposed to be. Uh, PG-13 was, I guess, the, the rating that they right. were looking for. But, you know, they well, got it came R out originally. with an R because of the blood. Yeah. Which I don't think I saw any. Well, well there they was cut a it little all bit out. of blood, but. They cut it all out. Because in one of the scenes, Vega apparently dies by falling on his own fucking thing. And they never show it. They just cut all the blood scenes and they inserted a swear. They yeah. inserted one thing of John Cobb <laughs> saying shit. So they got the, the PG-13. Yeah. But, I guess they wanted to do that because otherwise, if it was G, then you would have lost a whole, you know, demographic of, you know, yeah, this probably I mean, males at, you know, seventeen to whatever, which was aimed at yeah. to thirty or something, and they wouldn't go see a G-rated movie, so they had to make it PG thirteen. I would still consider this a borderline G movie. Like this felt yeah. as much of a kids' movie as of any. This was borderline a Ghibli film. In a well, way. they called it an action film, but you know, I think it was action comedy. Because yeah. there was there was a lot of comedy. I mean, he tried to insert a lot of comedic. Well, they have things. comedic actors. Who yeah. is the guy playing? I was um, the guy playing DJ. Who's Juana Man? I can't fucking remember what he was, but he's like a straight up comedic actor. And all the stuff. I mean, they had the the, the Godzilla scene when Zangief and Honda are like fighting over uh, Bison's Model City and shit like that. Yeah. Like. It definitely was supposed to be taken as a joke. Yeah. But I mean, I, then they had like those PA announcements mm-hmm. that would come out. Like one of them was, What do you do when bison when a bison trooper throws a grenade at you? Pick it up, pull the pin, and throw it back yeah. at him. <laughs> Good morning, Shadow Lou. <laughs> I had to throw in a fucking uh, uh, Robin Williams reference there. Yeah. yeah, this this movie, I don't know what tone it wanted, but it certainly was probably closer to a yeah. kid's movie than anything else. And Van Damme, he just cannot, he just, he's like the poor man, you know, Arnold. So He looks he straight would, into the camera. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> in one of the scenes, he puts the dude down after the assassination attempt, looks directly yeah. in the camera. I mean, he's Arnold Light. I mean, and then he tries to pull off, you know, the same one-liner crack, and he just, like, his, he just can't deliver. Mm-hmm. He I just, wonder, what did Kylie Minogue see in this motherfucker? Aside from him just being kind of, like, jacked. What was, I really wonder if Von Damme has, like, game. Do you yeah. think Von Damme is charming? Do you think he, like, is actually, like, a charming guy? Or is well, he just sort of a douchebag? I, I can't speak for... What, coked what, out Von Damme. Yeah. I guess you're getting coked well, out Von Damme uh, the Then I have to time. question what uh, Kylie was doing with him, too. Oh, you I wonder mean, if he could get hard? <laughs> <laughs> well... Not only that, but I mean, obviously, if he was doing all this cocaine, what was he like? You know, oh, yeah. you know. I mean, what was she doing at the time? Blowing like, it off his dick. Maybe. Was he just like bringing her out to eat? You know, <laughs> taking a little her, Thai food. Yeah, <laughs> and then after just going out and you know, 
into the red light district or whatever. And uh... well, apparently he was married at the time, and his wife was pregnant with their child. So that's sort of awful to you know hook up with an international pop star and then brag about it years later. Right. So not not a great look for Von Dom, but I don't think he's looked particularly great in a long time. I'm sure he could tell you that himself. Uh, so we got another star by Alex on June 6, 2021. When's Taco Bell going to start selling anabolic plasma Baja Blast? That shit looks delicious. <laughs> and I did honestly, when I did see the, the medical um, fluids that they were giving to Blanca, I was like, that sort of looks like Baja Blast. And then obviously I saw this comment and I was like, wow, we're all on the same page. Everyone <laughs> on the internet has that internet brain. Uh, another star by Kai on May 14, 2021. Loudspeaker. Welcome, warlords. We hope you have a good time doing very illegal things. <laughs> like you said, another yeah. you know loudspeaker. That dude was just on one the whole movie. Any loudspeaker guy was just wilding. Yeah, out. It was, it's some funny shit in there for sure. Uh, another star by Lisa Flynn on March 27, twenty one. Still think Jackie Chan as Chun Li would be better. I've seen Jackie Chan in like fishnet stuff, but I don't know if I've seen him with his legs out in a Chun Li outfit. I. I I'm sure it'd be hilarious, actually. Yeah, I feel like Jackie Chan did some kind of cross-dressing. Well, he did porn, remember? We've talked about that before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did, like, whether it was softcore or hardcore, I don't think we ever figured out. But he was in a pornographic film of some kind. Good old Jackie. (laughs) So maybe, yeah, maybe in the future. Maybe if Jackie Chan has a Jackie Chan Jr., maybe the Chun-Li role could be uh, thrown over to him. Uh, And then finally, one last star by Daniel on December 14, 2019. One of the most embarrassing creations ever presented by a major corporation. Right up there with the jewel. Want to know the difference between the jewel and this movie? I didn't need the United States Congress, along with every news media outlet, to tell me that this movie posed a negative effect on my well-being. I don't know if it had like a, a particularly bad effect on my well-being, but it makes me miss decent movies. But this was a hell of a lot better than Fist of the North Star. I think Fist of the North Star was like bottom of the barrel, and this is maybe the the sludge right above the bottom of the cask. I yeah. think that's maybe. Well, you could definitely that. tell that thirty million. You know, they had a lot more money to work with on this one, and you know, they had some cool sets and. <laughs> <laughs> to give eight million of that to Von Dom, and then have the the rest of the twenty two, I guess some of it was probably for Raul. Oh, yeah, but... Another quarter of I mean, that. they could have definitely... I think they should have just, like... I mean, Van Damme, I guess, was sort of a big star at that point. At least he was the biggest star. Yeah, it was probably, like, Raul. six re- years removed But from they could have probably put Raul in there and then picked anybody else, but Van Damme yeah. could have easily played Guile. Or maybe not even focus on him, because... I mean, this is supposed to be fucking Ryu and Ken's thing. Like, those are the, the usual main characters, yeah. but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, they just butchered this whole thing. I mean, all they wanted to put in every damn character that was in the the video game. Yeah. And the thing is, D'Souza had the this rule as a screenwriter that the Seven Dwarfs rule, because mm-hmm. he's saying, like, who remembers the Seven Dwarfs? All the Seven Dwarfs. Because any movie, all you can remember or keep track of is seven characters. Can you name the Seven Dwarfs? I was actually just going to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? Sleepy... Is one of them? No, is it drowsy or sleepy? No, grumpy, it's sleepy. Sleepy, grumpy. That might be the only two that you can remember. I don't even. I really don't know. I can't even remember watching the Seven Dwarves as a kid. What do you? Could you know? Do you have it off the top of your head? I knew like five, and then I had forgotten. But okay. I, I did write them down. What were they? It's grumpy, dopey, doc, happy, bashful, sneezy, and sleepy. Those are their names. Yeah. Who, who fucking named these motherfucking dwarves? 
What I I don't really know. What I the found dwarf... another page that had like a listing of supposedly it's part of Disney canon that of all these other potential names that they had, and it was just an unbelievably long list of all these stupid ass names. Wait, potential names for these characters? Yeah, that they were tried to come up with for the Seven Dwarfs. Why would anyone do that? Why would they just like guess what they're? What is it like Paul? Like, or what are they just saying random fucking? No, names? they had all kinds of stupid things you know i guess they were just trying to figure out what the best seven characters were going to be for snow white hmm yeah i guess that's uh that's kind of funny but you know dad i (laughs) i I think i've learned enough of maybe about the seven dwarves and uh i guess i kind of want to go straight to your thoughts what are your uh your spotlights this week where would you like to shine those my spotlights let's see snapping necks Mm. i love how (laughs) Bison just like brings dudes in, does like a little snapping net, uh, snapping necks. Uh, yeah, it's like a workout. Style. Yeah, he's like, okay, let bring this guy. You know, throws him to the side. Okay, come on up. You know, well, I'll jump on this one because I had the same exact comment where. The, well, apparently it takes about, what, a thousand pounds of pressure to snap someone's neck. So I don't really know how hard that would be to actually do that. But how many people do you think have been brought before real life dictators and asked like to fight them how many like do you think hitler's ever kind of like dragged in an ally soldier it's like yeah. get up come on let's do this you've been fighting all your life to get me and now i'm fucking here and he socks him in the yeah, face yeah and i'm sure he went out and like yeah bring me the two uh weakest guys you know yeah. potentially uh hobbled and uh i'm going to snap their necks yeah stalin walks around fucking downtown berlin with like a dude behind him he's holding like uh, a casket with boxing gloves on. He's like, all right, man, anybody wants it. I can fucking lay it down here. But I, I just thought that was hilarious. The idea of just being presented with the enemy right in front of you. And he immediately slaps your neck. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. And then uh, video therapy. I mean, Blanca, they show him all these videos <laughs> of all these, uh, obviously war, whatever, you uh, know, to sort of, you know, create this killing machine i'm uh, i'm suspecting and uh, that's what they're aiming but for. then of course they 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 you know he uh starts showing him pictures of you know weddings and puppies <laughs> and wedding children be- and, yeah and ma- uh, martin luther king <laughs> yeah <laughs> martin luther king and you know that sort of like evened him out you know yeah. it's like yeah he won't come out that bad you yeah know? well bring once, out the cat videos you know once you learn a little about the racial injustice in this country i think you probably you yeah you, you calm down you know it, they should have probably showed blanca like you know shedding a tear all of a sudden like <laughs> yeah sort of like the native american guy like whenever yeah. when someone drops like a piece of trash in the, in the Wasteland. That puppy was so damn cute. <laughs> I can't kill anybody. I can't do it. Guile, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was one of the most... Like, I want to feed squirrels. That was one of those plot things that was not touched on enough. The fact that, you know, Guile was friends with Blanca. Because I completely forgot about that up until the point where he's like busting in there to go save him. It was just one of those things that they kind of haphazardly threw in. It's like, all right, Guile is best friends with this dude named Charles Blanca. Yeah. Well, the thing that made me sort of, I don't know if I laughed, but I was just like, he's like, Guile is like horrified that he's turned into this mutant thing. Mm. And he goes, help me. And he goes, okay. And his attitude was, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> I'll put well, you down yeah. and then I'll I'll fucking get you know, I mean know, he bison. just took it to mean like yeah I want to die and he's yeah. just like yeah I'm gonna and then the you know what's his name Dalsum comes you know it's like hey you know what are you doing yeah suddenly bald I I mean that uh, whatever happened in the last thirty minutes of this movie in terms of the cutting is something that I would really love to know <laughs> but yeah maybe we we just won't get that I suppose and then Bell Rock 
um, has this costume change. <laughs> they all do. At the end, all of a sudden, he goes into his boxing shorts and he's got gloves. Yeah. Like, where did what did he do? Bring a freaking overnight bag? Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> outfit, I don't understand the outfit. I know they probably had the boxing gloves because they had that gym. I th- suppose, I imagine. Oh, he was got that it. what it was? I he s- went in the gym? I, I suppose he like, took it from the gym, but I don't know where he got the outfit. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to have to do some serious fighting, man. And I'm a boxer, so I'm going to put on my gloves. And, uh, you know, like, why would you put gloves on? You yeah. want to hurt people. You this don't is... want to just like, hey, I'm just going to, you know, jab them out a couple times. You know, I don't yeah. want to hurt anybody. I'm glad you were able to protect their fucking face, <laughs> Balrog, while you were trying to fight your way out of this temple. <laughs> But uh, yeah. And then the $20 billion ransom. Wild. Come on now. And the fact that the government was willing to comply. Yeah, exactly. They're like, you know what? We're, we're, we're willing to negotiate. <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. And we're fighting tooth and nail in Congress to and, be able to pass are, anything. What were they? Um, who were the hostages? It was 63, like. Uh, was, I mean, there weren't like Red Cross workers, but it was similar to that. I can't remember what they called them, but they were right. not anybody important. They weren't like diplomats yeah. or anything like that. I mean, they. I think that was part of That had to be like his inside joke. You know, it sort of goes back to, uh, you know, Dr. Evil. One million dollars, you know, it's and then like, it's uh, like, Dr. Uh, Evil, <laughs> it's not that much anymore. Uh, what? No, we're not going to make that mistake. It's going to be twenty billion right off the bat. Yeah. Once they uh, invested in Starbucks, pretty much everything got uh, a little bit different in the the Austin Powers world. And then Bison has <laughs> some matching hats. Like he goes in and puts his, it's like you know, evening clothes on, and he has a hat to match it. This is like he he probably has a hat for every occasion. Yeah, that's something about like dudes who habitually because you're a hat guy. I'm like I'm pretty anti hat. But everybody who is like a real hat guy has a hat for almost every situation. And it's something that I just don't. I think because I knew for a long time that I was a young man losing his hair. I never wanted to be the guy who's like hiding my my hair loss with a hat. But hats just don't do it for me. I know you look great in a hat, but I, I and that's not for me. Well, I mean, I wear a hat a lot of times because in the summer, if you're playing golf or whatever, I mean, if you get yeah. a sunburn on your head, it's just. Yeah, you're fucked yeah. up for like yeah. a day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. It's painful. Uh, I, I feel the same way. I, I definitely can't get a... I, I've gotten probably the worst sunburns on my head, obviously, this year than I have of any other year, and it's been <laughs> terrible. Uh, but I had a couple of spotlights. Uh, one was the, the skeletons for decoration, and I wondered just how much of a fucking sociopath do you have to be to be like, you know what? I seem to be killing a lot of my enemies lately. It seems to be such a waste to, 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 to like dispose of their bodies without doing anything. And so he has these big fucking chandeliers made of, like, full skeletons. It's it's kind of, you know, gauche, I would have to be honest with you. Yeah. It's not very stylish to have. Uh, sort of like Apocalypse Now when they, uh, what was Brando's character? Uh, Colonel Kurtz. Colonel Kurtz, yeah. Yeah, all the freaking, you know, heads on a pike type of stuff they come in. That, I mean, that makes more sense in terms of like, because uh, you have it on a pike, that does what it's supposed to do. It scares people off. But if you have it as like this big regal chandelier, it's, you're a whole different type of animal at that point in my mind. You're, you're, you're an absolute Yeah, it's man. like, uh, get those bodies and, uh. We're going to strip know, them down, strip them down and uh, <laughs> boil them out. And then we're going to hang those. And, you know, th- that's going to make a damn nice lamp. I wonder. I mean, that's probably what they've got to, like, break it down in sulfuric acid. They got to clean the bones. I mean, that's probably like a whole t- month long process. 
<laughs> that's probably such a an ordeal. And they were, didn't even have like a mansion. They were just doing it in tents. Yeah, there's probably like a story behind every. Oh yeah, that guy that's you know over there. That oh chandelier. Chester. Yeah, Chester well, was a know, good guy. He was uh, he was part of my crew, but he turned on me. And, yeah, he, uh, jo- he joined the rebellion and. <laughs> I uh, I kind of made, made him into, into a, a chandelier. <laughs> I made him into my footrest, and uh, you know what? He's still supportive. Yeah, it's kind of uh, the best you know possible. Now he's shining a light on me. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> he's shining a light on all my bad behavior. Uh, the next spotlight I had was uh, mandatory inoculation, and that was you know a comment that they made about all the prisoners. Like all prisoners must be mandatorily ino- uh, mandatory inoculation. And I I wanted to know, how do you feel about that in general? How do you feel about the idea of mandatory inoculation now that we're in this age of COVID, especially with everything that's going on? Do you think that should be how we go about it? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Although it seems like that could be good in terms of just like the net value of that. Taking away the choice, I feel is bad. I mean, I think there can be, you know, bad repercussions if you're, you know, you decide not to be inoculated or get a vaccine and Mm. you create a problem then you probably have to pay for it um but i don't think anybody should be made to do anything get a shot whatever yeah yeah hold yourself accountable but also retain the choice to be able to make exactly i think that's i think that's the right place to be nowadays uh and then my final spotlight was working for a madman and I thought the one of the funniest lines of the movie was when DJ is running away with what we then find out to be bison dollars in this big uh, briefcase of his. But he says that he should have never left Microsoft. And <laughs> you have to imagine that he's getting probably paid about six figures at Microsoft, at the very least in tech. How much money do you think you would have to be paid for you to work with a, you know, bona fide psycho madman, like a real supervillain? How much money do you think he would have to pay you to, like... Even do, uh, you could be the janitor. It wouldn't really matter. You just have to work for this person. No, nah, I wouldn't work for him. At all? No. You would not work for any amount of money? No. I'm, I, I don't know. If I'm getting paid a million plus dollars to just kind of sweep around, I guess I could justify being. Yeah, but it, we're, we're talking about what kind of madman. You know what I mean? Is he responsible for thousands of deaths? Mm. Or millions of deaths, or how many deaths do you think Bison was responsible for? He probably killed at least a couple thousand people with his army and shit. Ah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's morally despicable, of course. I mean, obviously, I'm not doing anything that's good you know, for if the he world. was a madman, just he was just a crazy fucker and just you know, but he wasn't killing people. But, but like he... a summer, just a summer of just like you know, hanging out at this underground base, just like cleaning toilets. Well, you you'd probably paid. have to ask anybody that was in Trump's, you know. Trump. Yeah, dude. No, Tr- I mean, Trump is the closest yeah. thing we've ever come to Bison, and uh, that's actually probably not true. I bet, like, Andrew Jackson was probably a hell of a lot closer to Bison than Trump. Trump seems borderline Zangief, if anything. Uh, so, Dad, did you have any takeaways or any unintentional lessons for this uh, movie? I hope I didn't have any lessons from this movie. Well, you know, like I said, they're mostly unintentional. But, but Yeah. But I, I think it just goes without saying that video games just make for shitty movies. It just, you know, mm. I think we, we've stated that, but it just, I don't, is there ever been a good movie based on a video game? I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, there are movies that are like... Were the Laura Croft ones okay? Mm, I, I never watched the Tomb Raider ones. I don't think anything has been critically acclaimed. Let's I think put those it were okay. I mean, they weren't bad like this. 
The Detective Pikachu is technically a video game movie to some capacity, and that was well received. Mm. I mean, it's it's a multi-platform type yeah. of IP, but I I really I mean, Assassin's Creed was bad. The Mario Brothers movie was bad. Need for Speed was bad. Everything that I can sort of rip off the top of my head is either critically maligned. Or it never had a chance to be anything more than decent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't seem like we can... I mean, what? Sonic was apparently well-received. Yeah, I heard that people, some people... I mean, I didn't watch it, but... But also, the Sonic thing, people have, like, a weird relationship with Sonic. Like, everyone who's, like, really into Sonic is really into Sonic. I I never really cared about the little blue hedgehog like that, but some people ride and die for that motherfucker. I thought you used to draw him, like, and you took credit for something. Well, no, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I did used to draw Sonic as a kid because I thought he looked cool. But I tried to steal the idea for Chalk Zone. That's the difference. Uh, I never tried to claim Sonic. I don't think I could get away with that. No, I didn't think you were trying to claim Sonic. I knew there was some tie-in, though. Yeah, yeah. I was was, uh, one of those you know, want to be artists at the time who just tried to steal ideas, you know, didn't really work. I, I couldn't pull off the chalk zone thing even to my mother. So <laughs> it, it wasn't really in the cards for me. Um, but I had three takeaways and my first one was let your enemies, <laughs> let your enemies know who your friends are. And this is in regard to, uh, when we first meet Guile in the movie and he's like talking to Chun-Li over the, the news broadcast and he's, you know, trying to talk to, uh, Bison directly and he's like, oh, hold on, Charlie. You know, everything is going to be okay. It directly talks to yeah. Blanca. That is Smooth. I mean, really, really yeah. bad. If you're... And you see Bison be like, hmm, oh, okay. I've yeah, got he looks at his name tag. Yeah. He's like, oh, guess you're friends with Bison. Yeah. Or well, guess you're friends with Guy. It knocks him the fuck out with a, a gun barrel to the yeah. back of the head. I also wonder how hard you have to get hit in the head with a gun barrel or gun butt to get knocked out. That's another interesting question because that happens in movies so easily. You just get well. That's the... the whole thing. I mean, there's the whole movie thing where just somebody walks up to the back, smacks them on the head, and they're out for whatever amount of time. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. enough to at least drag yeah. out of the room. I've been hit on the head with nunchucks, mm-hmm. and it buckled me, but I didn't. I didn't get knocked out. <laughs> Very cool. Can't believe you got in a fight. I remember when you used to say that you, you know, you would fight all these different people on this show, but you've really sort of like. You've toned it down. As we approach 50, you become less aggressive. Oh, uh, yeah. You at become end, funnier, but you become less like... At the end of the day, no, I do, I do not want to fight anybody. Yeah. You're not a street fighter. No. Maybe with a little cocaine up your nose. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you get your Von Damme on. Uh, another takeaway that I had was not liking journalists as age well. And I think that's... I think the whole journalist thing has always been pretty maligned throughout history. I can't really think of too many people who have been like, you know what? I do like this person snooping around and asking questions and, you know, it, it seems like everybody's uh, very keen on hating journalists, which I don't think is nece- necessarily fair all the time. Some of the time, maybe, but not all the time. Uh, and my final takeaway was learning uh, critical race theory will save you from becoming a monster. And this was in regard to, you know, the Martin Luther King thing, which was hilarious that that was the only thing that they showed. It was kids, puppies, and Martin Luther King and weddings. It was just like, I guess we're just doing racial injustice, uh, you know, the beauty of childhood and, like, falling in love. I guess that's all you really need to learn. Why are we fighting this so much in Virginia and all these other places? Let's just learn that white people were bad. It's cool. Uh, So, Dad, we've reached the question section of this podcast. Erskine has honestly got one of the toughest games I think his 
uh, entire career. It's kind of scary to think about what's going to happen, and I think Joe is dying to tell us, but we got to get through these uh, this first couple questions to see if we get these three points. Yeah, so, there's rumor that, um, that <laughs> Patrick went out with uh, Van Damme. Yep, I I also heard that. Van Damme <laughs> took him to a, uh, a Miami club, and you you cannot believe the debauchery shit they got into. And it's really got into uh, some dangerous story for Patrick, and Van Damme is nowhere in sight to you know, have to pay for it, so... Hopefully, Patrick makes it out of this one alive. But, Dad, let's jump right into three lies and a truth. So, entry number one. The only role dubbed during the film was the character Captain Sawaba, who was chosen by Capcom as the original Ryu. Entry number two. A number of crew members were harmed during the film stay in Bangkok, and their time in Thailand culminated in the death of a PA who fell into traffic while drunk. Entry number three. The male cast of Street Fighter became frequent solicitors of Thai prostitutes during shooting and even became, quote-unquote, addicted, getting a hooker every other hour. And entry number four. Director De Souza, as well as Bison actor Raul Julia, were unaware of the actor's mental, condi- uh, mental condition when the film first started and was subsequently diagnosed during shooting after Julia fell into a two-day coma. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? Well... The Julia falling into a coma, I believe, is a lie. Locking that one in? Yeah, because it wasn't during shooting. You were correct. They, uh, it was hidden. Raul Julia hid his, you know, condition until he got there, and then they realized afterwards that uh, he was a very sick man. So, what else do you think is a lie? Or, you know, if you have an idea what the truth is, the entire cast addicted to hookers. I think Van Damme was probably addicted, but I don't think the <laughs> cast was. Uh, <laughs> if you're locking that one in, yeah. You were correct on that one. So the deal with this particular uh, thing it was that they were addicted to Thai massages. All the cast was, or all the the yeah, the cast was going out into town and getting massages constantly, apparently. But I guess that was, I'm sure they were getting handies. If you're getting, I don't know how you're doing it every other hour. I don't know why you want that many people jerking you off. Deshaun Jackson. Um, Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson, formerly of the Rams, was jerked <laughs> off in Thailand. Jack, who's uh, Watson? Watson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson uh, really had a, a short moment as uh, Cammy White, but they, you know, too many incidents with these Thai massage parlors. If he gets kicked out of the NFL, he might have a... Place. He might go live in Thailand. You yeah. just see this report that fucking Deshaun Watson's living out in exile <laughs> in Thailand. That'd be hilarious, but I would also be very scared for the women of Thailand. Yeah. So, Dad, last two entries. Do you think uh, Captain Suwaba being uh, the only dubbed character who is also supposed to be Ryu or uh, a PA dying in traffic while drunk? Yeah, I actually know this one. I had read that the uh, Captain Suwaba, mm-hmm. uh, he was actually... Yeah, he was going to be the original Raul, but his English was pretty weak. Yeah, you were correct on that one. Yeah. I think, well, I, th- I probably took that from that Polygon article, I believe. But yeah, I guess that was the deal. It was funny that they had to have this character in it at all. It wasn't like Capcom suggested somebody. It's like, all right, we would like this person to maybe play Ryu. It's like, no, they have to be in this movie. So they just made this random fucking character who got to even be in the end of the movie. Like, they just kind yeah. of... They they put him in the lineup where everyone's posing. He's got like his arms crossed and shit. I I thought it was bizarre. I was like, who yeah, the fuck is I don't this even. Character? I remember watching that scene and it didn't even seem like it fit. I'm, I'm trying to remember why. why it well, was they even just there. have him like talk. I mean, they just were like, oh, Captain Sawaba, you know, blah blah blah. It just was such a random introduction to this character who is yeah. no purpose in the story. Yeah, Capcom. Did they make any other movies after this? 
Uh, or was this their claim to fame? I'm sure they had some other. It actually made they... money. It made it back not. all of its money. Yeah, by... well, it made a hundred and something million on a thirty million dollar budget. So, I mean, in the times of COVID, dude, people would kill for a hundred something million dollars back. Which, yeah, ninety four was this ninety four? Yeah, mm. I mean, surprising that they didn't do another one. Yeah, although... I think maybe it was some of the things that came out after and it tanked. So they were like, you know what? I think the uh, Street Fighter thing is. I think the like the word got out what a shit show you know the actual filming process was, and I don't think you could escape the stink of this movie. Although it did make its money back by the sheer power of just people giving a fuck about you know Street Fighter, I don't think this one had a chance to get out of the water again. It seems like DeSouza, you know, had a lucky break. And I'm surprised he kept being allowed to make movies, but he made a bunch of good shit before, so yeah. you gotta get more shots. So, Dad, we're reached. Uh, were you paying attention? Erskine is in the throes of a, a very uh, serious battle with, honestly, a South American warlord. He was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he seemed to have gotten himself one of the worst enemies he could have po- uh, possibly asked for, and uh, the Rock. Does not care. He's all about the marketing now, so he's okay with loaning out the team to, you know, whatever motherfucker wants to challenge Erskine, as long as they can put together a team to fight against him. So, it's what a week, I suppose. What a week for Erskine. So, this is a team that's not even really affiliated with the XFL. This is supposed to be an exhibition that's going to, like, turn into a a full-on brawl yeah it's a it's an exhibition it's going to be like the longest yard it's like the the, the, literally it's like the longest yard. the guards against the prisoners pretty much (laughs) pretty much that's sort of how i thought about this one but hey let's uh let's let joe tell us exactly what's going on since it's still an air of mystery here so you want to uh send this over to my co-host with me yep all right joe hit Hit him with those horns Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Puck, coming to you live from Estadio Latino Americano in Tropical Havana, Cuba. We're anticipating a great game between the Havana Warheads and the Tampa Bay Vipers, where XML newcomer Patrick Vanilla Tanner Skines looking to keep the wins re- uh, coming along after a third straight, but he's not going to be able to play for home field advantage, and instead, he's going to be playing for the family jewels against the Warheads' bloodthirsty defensive leader, Javier, strapped a bomb to a Rhino Estevez. Back to you, Drew. Damn. Damn. Javier strapped a bomb to a Rhino Estevez, who... Is, Rhinos are an endangered species. I don't like the guy. You shouldn't, and he really doesn't like you for a number of reasons. So uh, I, I guess we'll figure out exactly why, and you maybe can guess exactly. What uh, position does he play? Well, he's going to be sort of one of those uh, freewheeling defensive players. I think yeah. there's just a whole I'm going to tell him to let him through. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> just like those those female fucking players uh, from the... I, I don't even remember. Yeah, well, he's going to get something a little worse than the female players, that's for sure. If you're probably going to throw it at his dick again, yeah. <laughs> like you would do with everybody. All right, so first half, question number one. What time is the curfew in Shadowloo? Is it A, 5 p.m., B, 7 p.m., C, 9 p.m., or D, 11 p.m.? Ah, I'm going to say 7. 7? All righty, Joe, what's going on? 
Drew, after video service online of Erskine boobluging with a Cuban hottie in a Miami nightclub with Van Damme, <laughs> <laughs> it was revealed that the hottie was none other than the infamous uh, girlfriend of South American warlord Javier strapped a bomb to a rhino, Estevez, who challenged Erskine and the Vipers to a one-off winner-takes-all match, and this time all means his nutsack. So let's see if Petra can keep his balls against this bloodthirsty opponent. Erskine takes a snap. Play action. He dodges the blitzing safety, and now he's going to take a shot down center. And it's caught! Bam, bam! Planted a gun in a baby's carriage, Weston! Yeah! Bringing this one to the turf, and that's a first down, Vipers! Wow, bam, bam. Really helping you out there, getting this game rolling. And fucking, I mean, I don't even know what this hottie's name is, but she's in the, the crowd. I hope this doesn't distract Erskine too much. <laughs> well, I sounds like I might be playing for too. my life right you now. You are playing for your fucking life, dude. They got AK-47s on the goddamn sideline. <laughs> Tigers and shit. You're in trouble. It's a minefield out there. What are we doing? <laughs> Why are we here? What? what the hell am I doing in Cuba? Mr. Professor, Mr. Commissioner, what's going on? Shut up, bitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah, we're not. We have no allies here. All right, question number two. How much money is Sagat going to pay for Ryu and Ken's fake guns? Is it A, 100K, B, 150K, C, 200K, or D, 250K? I believe it was 100K. 100K? Yeah. All right, Joe, back to you. Let him hear it. Drew, the third quarter is upon us, and the Vipers are lined up in there. Broke the embargo on rent a hose package. Erskine takes a snap. Five-step drop. Now wind up and take a shot, take a shot downfield. And Patrick puts it right on the money. Jimmy Joe, let a dog clean my ass, smuckers. Screw this one at tough feed. And that's going to be a touchdown, Vipers. Wow, going up. Uh, I guess it's 10-0 to zero now. You've taken a pretty good lead against these warlords, and they're pissed. Uh, they, they're fucking, you know... They I might get, have to throw this one. You you really might have to do something to save yourself. At least get out of the country before they fucking trap you in some sort of family Of course, cage. Patrick's is, you know, his pride is just... hes I don't think he's going to let that happen, but... No, dude. Now that you have... Technically, I never... Regardless gave, of, you know, the status of my life. Yeah, you you only care about winning. And at least I had one hell of a night. Boobluging? That's, like, not even that great. Licking... Uh, what? Liquor off of a girl's boobs. That was it? Yeah. Boob losing? Yeah, well, that's what that's what you saw, but... I mean, I think you and Von Dom probably double-teamed her in the bathroom. That seems... <laughs> <laughs> that that seems maybe the closest thing as to what's going on. If Von Dom's bringing the coke, I think Erskine probably got a, a little action there. Maybe Kylie Minogue came out just, like, to see, check out what Von Dom's doing nowadays. Uh, so, all right. Question number three before I have time. When we first check in with Blanca's transformation... How much has his muscles grown? Is it A, 27%, B, 33%, D, or C, 49%, or D, 51%? I think it was 49. 49? Yeah. All right, Joe, how are we going to halftime? Drew, as we near the break, the Vipers are lining up in there. Made a gator pit for my ex's package. Erskine takes a snap. Fake pitch left. He rolls out right. He pumps once in the safety bites, and now he's going to throw it on the seam. And it's caught again. Langston, keep a monkey on speed dial Hester. Catching this one with his fingertips. And that's another touchdown, Vipers. Wow. 17-0. to Take that, you rhino hater. <laughs> Fuck you, Estevez. You pussy bitch. Your girlfriend's tits are fucking fake. <laughs> but they are delicious. They are delicious. <laughs> they really help luge. <laughs> All right, so I guess, uh, what's his face? Joe Cuck has to run down. He, you know, busts out of the booth, uh, kicks the door down to the locker room. Patrick, do you uh, have anything to say to uh, uh, Mr. Estevez after he put up a, a pretty disparaging uh, d defensive performance? What did you think was going to happen? 
I took, you know, I had a night out. I'm sorry that your wife, you know, understands my star status. If I would have known, I would have shown a little bit more respect. But hey, it is what it is. Was that the only thing that you did? You, you, uh, you know, poured a little liquor down her boobs or was there something more? Well, I'm just going to say me and Von Dom had a pretty good time, but uh, I'm going to put it more on him. I wish I could do a Von <laughs> I wish I knew how to do a Belgian accent. Well, I guess I'll have to ask uh, Mr. Von Dom next time I see him out in the Tampa Bay town. He seems to be sort of around. Him and Johnny Depp are always kind of waiting around uh, the several bars that we seem to hang out. Isn't that right, Erskine? Absolutely. Well, maybe we'll see him as we go out of town. But hey, we gotta we got to finish this game before we head back to the States. So, second half, question number four. What is the proposed name for Bison's Utopian City? Is it A, Bisonville, B, Bison City, C, Bisontopia, or D, Bisonopolis? <laughs> it is Bisonopolis with their expansive food courts. <laughs> yeah, trying to get in your fucking McDonald's or whoever to join. Didn't they make some comment about all the fast food joints like wanting to be you know yeah. part of it? Yeah. It's like a strip mall. He's just building a mall in the middle of fucking... Yeah, of course, the uh, fast food industry would want to be a part of this, you know, megalomania's, you know, bisonopolis, you know, just shows you capitalism at its best. Was there, I mean, I know that Hugo Boss was uh, affiliated with the Nazis during World War II. Did we have any of that? What was the most, like, the biggest corporation or, like, business that we had during World War II? (sighs) I don't know. No. Probably like Macy's. It'd be like Macy's have had like a Nazi special. <laughs> it's essentially if Bisonopolis has like a, a McDonald's open up in their weird strip mall. All right. Uh, back to you, Joe. Drew, coming out of halftime, the Vipers are starting their Made a Tiger Poofa Zanny package. Erskine hikes it. Three-step drop. Now he throws a quick stripe to the postman. He's right on the money. Aaron, tan my penis exclusively Casabon. Making a huge play. And that's a first down, Vipers. Woo! Wow. Aaron, tan my penis exclusively Casabon. <laughs> I just want to say I had to go into the tent because I had to take off my flak jacket, you know what I mean? And I have to put on a bulletproof vest because I'm going out of here, you know, scared yeah, for my life because I'm going to freaking show these uh, whatever he is. Cubans. Cubans that <laughs> <laughs> you don't fuck with freaking Patrick. Yeah, dude. Somebody in the crowd is like shining a... Um what are those little red lights on your head? They're like trying to scare you. That you're being <laughs> spotted by a sniper. Yeah, they're they're trying to get in your head, but you're staying strong so far, and you have a chance to blow this motherfucker out. So this is going to be a total blowout. I can yeah. tell right now. You you might need some protection leaving the stadium. Let's <laughs> let's hope he doesn't put you in some sort of prison. I mean, once I found out he was, you know, putting bombs on rhinos. That's when I knew he was going down. Who knew that fucking Erskine was part of PETA? Yeah, <laughs> good for you. I dude. love animals. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah, five yeah. dogs. Really? Yeah. In your one uh, in your studio apartment? Yeah. You have five dogs? Yeah. You're like a Robin Shabatsky of yourself. You just have a bunch of animals. Three I did... cats. A wow. hamster. <laughs> wow. I did not expect that from you yeah. at all. Or Some guys. goldfish. I'm sure. I'm sh- Honestly, I think PETA has to hit you up. You seem like a pretty good. You might go vegan in the next episode. Who knows? It's possible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go on a plant-based diet to help my game. All right, question number five. How much does Bison say his currency will be worth once he kidnaps the queen? Is it A, 10 Danish krone, B, 5 British pounds, C, 7 euro, or D, 9 Swiss francs? It would be 5 British pounds. All right. uh, Joe, let's see if uh, Erskine pounds this one in the end zone. Drew, 
As we approach the end of the third quarter, the Vipers are lining up in there. Smuggle the Cuban in my ass package. <laughs> I meant a Cuban cigar, but I guess I forgot. <laughs> See, I've been fucking up this whole category. Erskine drops back. The pocket is collapsing, and he's going to spill it right. The defense is on his tail, and he's going to throw it on the run. And it's another perfect pass. Jabari cheese hits to the wrist. Carlton Spader keeping his toes on the line. And that's another touchdown, Vipers. Wow. 24-0. Dad, you've... Outright won this game, but let's see if you get the 31 to 0. Let's see if you say the fuck you to uh, Estevez here. And uh, maybe you might take his girlfriend back home with you. No, you know, who knows? Maybe she's down for another three way with you and Von Dom. If he could even get it hey, up. Hey, if she wants thing. to be with a winner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess you technically would be. All right, final question. Let's see what's going to happen. During their act as the Ben Belly brothers, Chun Li is put in a barrel with what video game company on its lid? Is it A, Nintendo, B, Microsoft, C, Sega, or D, Capcom? You can break out those Cuban cigars because it is D, Capcom, and we are going to kick some serious... What's the name of their team? Uh, The Warheads. Yeah, the Warheads. Yeah. All right, Joe, are we going to uh, Havana for a party or what's going on? Drew, we're in the two-minute drill and the Vipers are lined up in there. Played Russian roulette with a baboon package. Erskine drops back. Quick pump. Erskine's looking for a big play, and he's going to go for it all. And he hits him right in the money. Patty, pat my jock with a cucumber crenshaw. Tell him the defense to hold his dick for a huge Tampa Bay touchdown. 31-0. The Vipers are getting back to America with winners, and Erskine gets to keep his nutsack. Incredible. Wow. You, uh, you're an untouchable man right now, dude. That's four fucking wins in a row. Yeah. I, uh, I don't even think... Estevez wants to talk to you. I think he's probably just like he, he walks off into the uh the the tunnel without even shaking your hand or no, anything. No, of course not. No. He's he's a deplorable human. I mean, I basically partied with his woman and then I It sounds like you fucked her. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you partied with her. No, I won't go there because uh I want to get out of here alive, but <clears throat> Yeah, tell tell everybody on the plane. You can tweet it out. <laughs> yeah. You, I got I got video. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on Instagram. I'm sure everyone's gonna like it. All right, Dad, uh, we have to continue the festivities because Erskine gets to leave here with two nuts and uh, not just like a weird, I don't even know, the flabby skin of whatever would happen if you cut him off. So, Dad, uh, I'm ready to play some more games if you are. I got a would you rather all all ready in the chamber. Absolutely, I'm ready. Come on, man. I just had one of the best games of my freaking career. You did. This is another one of your shutouts. You've actually had a couple shutouts lately. You've had two shutouts in like four weeks, which is... Really good. Maybe I'm making these two questions too easy. Yeah. Who knows? I actually, I was scared for this one I because I, I didn't really watch it with the intent of playing this part of it. But um, You said that, I remember, in the uh, the Death Note episode as well. You're like, ah, I wasn't really looking at shit. So <laughs> you kind of just taken in by the live actionness of this movie. Yeah. Well, uh, let's start up with the first would you rather. Would you rather levitate after you eat or drink or Hadouken out of your ass or mouth every two hours? Hadouken. Hadouken is like a fireball. So I I imagine in this particular instance, the Hadouken is like kind of like the Mario fire. Do you know how he would like shoot a little fireball and it would like bounce around? So you would either cough up a, like a fireball and it would bounce around and maybe cause <laughs> havoc or you would fart it out. Levitate after I eat or drink. So like what? Am I fucking stuck to the ceiling? Yeah. If you take a sip of wine, it's almost like <laughs> you remember in um, Willy Wonka when they start drinking yeah. like the soda. Then I have yeah. to burp to come down. Yeah. I, that would be it. Yeah, I guess you would have to probably try to make yourself burp to like release a little bit of the gas. But otherwise, you're going to start levitating, uh, regardless of what you drink or eat. Well, I don't want to be freaking blowing out fire. 
Well, if it's coming, I mean, is there Every any... two hours? Mm, I guess uh, it depends on how much you've eaten, too. I'm going to say the size of the fireball depends on what you've eaten. So that is also sort of... So if you've eaten, like, a really spicy meal, if you go and get, like, you know, Mexican food or something like that, you got a lot of beans, your fireball might burn your house down. You might have to go, like... Well, then it's, it's pretty easy, then. I'm just going to have to levitate. Actually, that would be pretty cool. You think so? Yeah. I think that would... I mean, I haven't say how long you're going to levitate for. Well, How whatever. long does it take for food to digest in your body? Like eight hours? Uh, I guess it all depends on what you eat. I guess the the one you'll stop levitating after you take a shit. <laughs> after you... So ex- that means basically unless, 24 hours. Uh, I think it happens faster than that, right? Well, no. I mean, I'm pretty regular every morning. So, I mean, I eat and then... So you don't I, poop for the rest of the day? No. Really? No, I don't. I poop. Yeah, no, I only poop in the morning. I mean, like clockwork. I drink my coffee within like 15 minutes. Dude, I poop so much during the day. Really? I poop all the time. Oh, I, hey. I, I've. Happiness to life is a healthy colon. I feel like I pooped maybe four <laughs> times today. <laughs> I, I think, I, I mean, the thing is, I've been eating a lot of Mexican food. I said that specifically because I ate Mexican food two days in a row. Weirdly, and though, pizza. I have been recently taking like that midday dump, which. Never used to happen. I, mm. I think I'm eating a lot of fiber, maybe. I My coffee intake has gone crazy lately. So I'm like three cups of coffee a day. I only eat egg burritos. <laughs> yeah. And I guess recently Mexican food. So it's really not a surprise that I'm pooping more what? recently. You're, you're basically just, you know, sustained on egg The only thing that I eat Mexican almost food? every single day of the week is a... Egg burrito with fake bacon in a smoothie. And that is the only thing I eat for breakfast and lunch. And then I don't eat dinner. And then I have three cups of coffee. Those are the only thing. And I drink a lot really? of Really? You're eating once a day? Twice a day. Twice a day? Yeah. Like I said, it's the, the two burritos, one smoothie, three cups of coffee, probably like a gallon of water. That's the only thing I eat every single day. Unless I come here and then I What does that amount in terms of your food bill? My food bill? Um... If I'm buying, cheap. it's like seventy bucks when I go to the groceries, and that probably lasts me like two weeks. Really? Yeah. So thirty-five dollars a week? I guess. Wow. I uh, maybe a little bit. You're I on think, the smoothie egg burrito diet. I think I probably have to stop at the grocery. And you store. said you've lost weight. I've lost. I've lost at least ten pounds wow. since I moved uh, out. Because I was. No, that's maybe not true. I was like one sixty-five when I was living here, and now I'm like one fifty-eight. So I think that's also just because. My job. Yeah. Of standing up You're not shit. sitting around all day. No. But in terms of the would you rather, I feel like I would probably have to levitate. I think because of the frequency in which I piss and shit, uh, I probably would be able to get away with it. Although that would kind of suck to just be like up on the ceiling waiting for some fucking, if I took like a sip of water. The thing if it is, you could, you know, tie yourself down. Or I just weigh like, I wear, I have cement shoes on. <laughs> I start wearing heavy shoes. Yeah. I would that hold me down? Yeah, I guess I would have to. So yeah, I, I'll be I'd be okay with that. I don't want a hadouken out of my ass and mouth because that happens if in my sleep I just like cough up a fireball and my house burns down. <laughs> my fucking fire detector is like wrapped in a blanket in my room. Like I I have no way of protecting myself. So yeah, I'm gonna pick the levitating one. All right. Uh, would you rather not be able to feel pain, but your injuries still count, or? Have a suit with the ability uh, with the ability to resuscitate you uh, from death once, but you'll de- uh, decompose if you take off the suit. So for the first one, obviously, you just, you know, if I punch you in the stomach, you wouldn't feel it. But 
if there was some damage to have happened to your, you know, internal organs, it would still be a thing. You just wouldn't feel it. Uh, or the other one, it kind of like kind of beast, uh, bison had his um, EKG suit or whatever. You would have this one article of clothing, one jumpsuit that if you were to wear it when you die, you would be able to come back, but you would have to keep it on. Or you would start to fucking rot. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm just going to have to <clears throat> not be able to feel pain. But your injuries still count. I mean, I guess I'll just have to be real careful. Yeah, I think with the 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 not feeling pain thing, I wonder how much that can be used to your benefit. Like, what could you be doing where pain is the main thing that's keeping you from doing it? I mean, being like a UFC fighter is the first thing I think I think of. But you still can get your arm broken, and that would be a bad uh, situation. Yeah. So I don't really know. It feels like the pain thing. You could be a borderline superhero, but like you would still need to wear like body armor. You could be like the best version of Batman if you couldn't feel pain. Except, I mean, you're not rich. I guess you're not a billionaire. But I, I probably would probably want to, you know, do the no pain thing just because that'd be awesome. You wouldn't have any joint pain. Your back would be like perfect. All yeah. The time. Well, the fact that it can only retes- resuscitate you once. I mean, the suit's just basically some kind of nasty. Well, if you want to, like, pretend to be Jesus Christ, I think that would be the only, you know, situation where you, it's maybe not a suit, but like a toga, and you just sort of put it on, and then, you know, you, you come back after a day or so, and, you know, let everybody know that you're the second coming. And at that point, you don't have to change, because you're, you know, you're, you're seen as the Messiah. So, that in a way, that could be also used in a, in a, in a game-changing way. But I think the no pain thing is just an easier life altogether. I don't want to be. Yeah. So the suit, though, you're able to resuscitate from death once. So if you were to like have somebody kill you and then you resuscitate, but then you still have to wear the suit. You always, yeah. You have to keep wearing the yeah. suit. Yeah. Well, that's a no go. Yeah. If you if you have it <laughs> off for more than a day, you'll start like you know decomposing. <laughs> so I, I think we both are on the same page. That was a pretty easy one. But I, I save, you know, the best for last, I guess, in the case of me being able to think of anything for this movie. Uh, so would you rather fight in a steel cage match to the death against Mao Zedong, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, and Genghis Khan in order to save the free world? Or whenever you see a dog or a child, you became a uh, Blanca-type monster. <laughs> so you're a bloodthirsty green... I guess you would get your hair back in that situation. would be kind of cool. Um, but you would turn into a monster if you see a kid or a dog. Or you get into the cage. You got fucking Who, Mao. Wh- what do you think I'm going to pick? I think you're going to pick the first one. Yeah. But do you really think you can be Genghis Khan? Because I can That's see... That's the guy that I'm afraid of. Well, Joseph's... I mean... Genghis Khan would probably be tough. Genghis Khan would probably kick your ass. But, you know, hey, you're just going to have to... You know, we're talking about... Uh, you know the free world here. So, mm-hmm. who do you think you could beat up the quickest? Do you think I think Adolf Hitler is probably like a little bitch? Yeah, I can take him down. Quick. I think I, uh, Hitler's probably he's the most confident. Well, Mao, he's got some weight, so I don't know. I mean, is Mao got some weight? Yeah, he was a little hefty. Yeah, I guess he had that big round kind of face. Stalin might be tough too. I think Stalin. I mean, being Russian, I think he'd probably yeah. have some residual yeah but uh, Genghis Khan man he was a straight up killer that man. dude would probably try to rip your head off he'd yeah. probably try to gouge your eyes out I mean he I think what a Genghis Khan at one point had controlled what a third of the world or something stupid at the time yeah uh, he yeah. conquered or I don't know what it was but he was bad he was a badass man he killed millions of people but so yeah. did, I think all of them have a pretty hefty fucking toll of lives on their head 
That's combined Mao, Adolf, Joseph Stalin, Genghis Khan probably killed. Yeah, well, they had deaths on there. You know, they were responsible for it, but I think Genghis Khan actually did kill people. Oh, like, I mean, for Adolf sure. Adolf Hitler, I don't think he fired a weapon. You know, Joseph they, Stalin might have, I well, guess. Well, he was in the military. Hitler was in was the military. Was he? Hitler was he in was the military. He was a painter. Well, that was before. I think he was in the military. They, I mean, he staged like a coup before he was implemented as the chancellor. He had a failed coup, I'm actually pretty sure. They, he failed it, and then he got in afterwards. I can't actually remember. Yeah, I, I thought he did go to jail or something, or was in prison. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and then I, I don't really know Mao's thing, but who no, do you... <laughs> Mao's I, thing. I just, I really, I think, I think I would probably lose against Genghis Khan, but I would have to try to fight. I just can't, I see too many dogs too often. Or, I mean, I guess I don't see kids all that much unless they oh, come yeah, into the really, restaurant. Yeah, you'd have to be a recluse or something, so you wouldn't freaking turn into this monster. Like, That's pretty much all I ever want to do anyways. Is just of course, you'd be out in the woods, just mind your own business, and this random dog would come up like, <sighs> and you're yeah. like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, rumor has it we're getting a new dog around the house, so I, I probably wouldn't be able to come over. We do a podcast, and I hear that thing sort of like piling around outside. Yeah, I think we're going to have to introduce Stewie. <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> yeah, once he uh, once he comes and becomes, I guess, part of the family, we'll we'll have a, a guest spot for old Stu. Yeah, we're gonna have Stewie Corner. Stewie Corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Karaoke Corner, Stewie Corner, and we'll have him uh, prank call Musky. <laughs> Hello. Woof! It's just like ah shit, that's kind of cute. Yeah, Musky might be uh, into dogs. I haven't asked him that before. So, Dad, we uh, we got to continue the festivities. We're heading back. I guess we're hopping on the plane and getting the fuck out of Cuba, but we're we're heading right into the Miami strip clubs and hoping he, uh, hopefully finding his girlfriend there again. Who knows? So uh, I think we should just jump right into Ghibli all grown up. Okay. Bit skits and sequel ideas. Uh, did you have anything, any kind of possible idea of where these characters are going to go? I did not. Did not, okay. I was sort of uh, late to the game here. Yeah, this was, I mean, we're recording... One of the latest episodes that we've done. Six o'clock on a Saturday, and uh, we're going to see our team tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to go see the Pats. I'm grossly ill-prepared for this podcast, as maybe you can tell. I haven't, I barely hit the soundboard. I'm exhausted. I think we're probably going to take a break next week since I have, I'm pretty sure I have to work the entire weekend. So we're we're flying by the seat of our pants here, but I still have a, a decent idea for a bit. So I just wanted to do something that was like, a dictator takes over a vacation spot because that kind of is like the general premise of what, um, you know, Bison did with Shadowloo. But I like the idea of like, I don't know, a family going on vacation all of a sudden, like a dictator presents himself and, you know, starts doing stuff. What's up with Shadowloo anyways? What is this, the, the mythical city of importance? Um, I think it's just a made up city. I think it's just something that they use as like a placeholder for... You know, the that to allow him to go on this global rampage, it's just like, all right, we're taking over the city of or the country of Shadowloo, just so it's not like, all right, was it a country or a city? Yeah, that's actually a good question. I'm pretty sure it was just the sh- city, and then the the um, uh, the okay, here we go. Shadowloo is oh, it's not Shadowloo is apparently just the fucking the the group. It's not even the a place. Except this is what the, the streetfighterfandom.com is telling me. So that's the actual organization. So in the movie, they repurposed it as a place. So there you go. There you have it. I guess we're we're going to Shadowloo. That seems like a fun place to start. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Let me set this timer. 
Three, two, one. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for riding with uh, Delta. This is your captain signing off, and I welcome you to Shadowloom. All right, so we're we're sitting together in this plane, and um, I guess I'm just a little. I, I'm I like like I, I guess I say I'm a, like a younger guy. Wow, Dad, this is just so exciting. Thank you so much for taking me to Shadowloo. I've always wanted to be here. I've been preparing for this 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 Capcom uh, Street Fighter tournament for ages now, and I can't believe they're finally having it in the city of Shadowloo. This is a dream come true. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, and um, I'm glad I could uh, bring you out here. Well, I mean, Dad, we're, we're playing doubles here. This isn't just all for... What? We're playing double Street Fighter. This is the reason why you took this trip. You're, we're trying going and, you know... Competing against the best street fighters in the entire world. Okay, I think I missed that, but... Dad, are you doing coke again? No. They're they're ushering off of the plane. I mean, Dad... No, this is sugar donut. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> they weren't... Dad, they were not serving sugar donuts on the plane. I could have sworn. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you really think a lot of different shit is going on. But we have to get off this plane. So yeah, we... And that stewardess looks damn cute. <laughs> Dad, stop, please. Hey, is that guy over there? I think I know that guy sitting there. <laughs> is he a quarterback? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Quarterback? What do you mean? <laughs> Sir, you're going to have to get off the plane. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Who's that guy over there? Sir, no, no, no. Come on. You you and your old man. So we all get shuttled off the plane and, you know, we see that Erskine is also being taken off the fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> and you have this bevy of women around you. Uh, after I guess taking them home with Cuba, taking them home from Cuba, uh, so we make it outside. You know, we we check out of uh, the terminal. Wow, what a beautiful sunshiny day! This is exactly how I thought this place would look. I wonder where the uh, what the the auditorium where we're supposed to be doing this tournament. We start hearing like gunfire. Whoa! What the fuck was that? Dad, Dad, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. What? Uh, I think that's just the way they celebrate here. <laughs> this this big uh, bison type figure, this fucking dictator, he, he steps off of uh, the the truck and he's holding uh, a bazooka. Everybody, please stay calm. My name is uh, General Zabumafu, <laughs> and I am here to uh, claim this country as my own. I hope you all will uh, be my loyal subjects. And uh, holy shit! Is that Patrick Erskine? Erskine! Erskine, is that you? Damn right it's me. You bring your uh, your Cuban whores after you uh, beat out my buddy? Hey, 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 hey. These are respectable women. They're here on my private jet. Oh, was that my private jet? You were riding Delta. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, were com- you were riding commercial. Yeah. I'm but, pretty sure I saw you get off that uh, that commercial plane, my friend. I uh, I don't think that was private. Well, I might have made a mistake and got on the wrong plane, but yeah. Uh, do you like to party? Uh, I like to party as the, the ruler, and I'm going to have to take your women, my friend. So ladies, whoa, whoa, come whoa, over here with the real winner. Whoa, do you understand who I am? All the girls fucking ditch you immediately. Ladies, 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 come on. Sorry, Erskine. We're going over for a real winner. Oh, right. So some freaking fascist dictator just comes along and you dick, ditch me for this guy? Come on, man. Hey. I challenge you to a duel. General Zabumafu never turns down a duel. 
What exactly did you have in mind? You, uh, I- I'm not going to play a football game with you. I have a bazooka in my hands. This seems below me. Well, little do they know that I'm a, you know, a black belt. You want to go hand-to-hand, Erskine? Yes, I do. Fine enough. Let's do this. So what, I- what, are, what are the stakes? Well, um, I'm going to take the women regardless, <laughs> but I'll let you leave with your life if you win. Wait a minute. There's got to be something more in it for me. Name your price, Erskine. It won't matter. I'm going to tell you right now, if I don't come out of this alive, you're going to have a freaking world of shit come down on you. I'm a star. I'm Patrick Erskine, quarterback, superstar, rock star, XFL. You know uh, The Rock? Yeah, he's the commissioner. What? You mean Dwayne? You got it. Is he here? He isn't here at the moment, but he will be if anything bad happens to me. I'll take my fucking chances. Take your shirt off, first guy. Let's see what you got. So I, I strip down. I uh, I take off my sh- my shirt. I'm completely shredded. And um, I guess I start taking off my pants, too. And my, uh, I'm whoa, just- whoa, whoa, whoa. I only fight in my uh, my patented Speedo, my friend, so unless you're ready to get Greek, there's no point. Okay, no problem. So I take off my shirt. I got a dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> you got, like, pre-draft Brady. Yeah. You take off your pants and you have no underwear on. Whoa, whoa, Erskine, I, uh, you know, I, I don't have a Speedo to give you, but come on, my friend. I like to go commando. Well, you're... <laughs> You're not as well endowed as you make it out to seem, so I, I respect you for taking off your pants. Yeah, well, I have other skills. The women still love me. Other skills? Ladies, do you know any of this uh, these, this man's other skills? Mm, he said he was going to pay us, but I don't think he's got any money. Yeah, my skill is my wallet. <laughs> like I said, I don't <laughs> think he's got any money. Well, Erskine, put your dukes up. So we, we fucking put our I'm going to tell you right now, I'm freaking renegotiating my contract. I'm telling you, I'm a star. <laughs> yeah, I fucking heard that. Put your hands up, first guy. So we both get into a fighting position, and all of a sudden, you know, the we hear, um, I guess, The Rock's intro music. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. He's oh. here. Oh, my God. Dwayne, I'm so sorry. I, uh, I didn't think you were going to be here. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> so I guess The Rock comes over and just, what, gives me the people's elbow. <laughs> and I'm just, like, fucking shook on the ground. And Erskine is still in his, uh, you know, he's still shirtless and is <laughs> with his dick out. And The Rock comes over and it's like, hey, is everything all right? Thank God you're here, man. I didn't want to have to take down that guy, but you've definitely put him in his place. You know, I always got to protect my players. And uh, this is actually one of the first times I've been able to say anything aside from uh, shut up, bitch. So I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, I just happen to so, you know, be in Shadowloo for this Street Fighter tournament. So I, I think we could, uh, you know, all move on with our lives at this point now that we know this dictator's not going to be around. Yeah. Can you give me any tips like, you know, any betting? Uh, who, who do you think is going to win? Well, me. Oh, oh, you're fighting. Yeah. Let's go. Wayne. <laughs> What? I'm not gonna. I'm not fighting. Erskine, I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> Erskine, what are you doing here? Why are you even in fucking shadow? I don't know. I thought I was getting on my private plane. I think I made a mistake. I'm on commercial, and uh, I ended up here. But uh, I think it's got something to do with the women. 
<laughs> I think he was. <laughs> you followed a woman onto this plane? Yeah. Wow. Well, not a woman, multiple women. They sort of distracted me. They pretended that we were going to have a good time, and I ended up in this. Yeah. Country. Where where are we? Shadowloo. Oh, Shadowloo. <laughs> Shadowloo. Uh, Do they have a football team? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe I'll ask around. <laughs> See if you can round up a game, man. Yeah, because you're not tired enough for playing in Cuba maybe like an hour ago. How do you yeah. end up in Southeast Asia? I'm taking them all down. I'm on the freaking Patrick Ernstine world tour. <laughs> <laughs> the magic mystery tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think that's a fine enough place to stop it because we're about to uh, set off this timing here. But yeah, Erskine not only makes another appearance, but narrowly escapes with his life. How does Erskine, he just appears everywhere. He just keeps coming into these skits. Uh, it's almost just like... I mean, I look across the aisle and there he is sitting there with a bunch of women on a freaking plane, mm-hmm. cocked off his ass. He was drunk? I didn't he even was. know. Yeah, he was. Well, I mean, I guess that makes well, sense. Well, I mean, he thought he was on his own private plane. He actually got on a commercial freaking airline, Delta, whatever he was Yeah, doing. just taking some random fucking flight. Yeah, yeah Erskine. It, I don't know how The Rock got here, but thank God know, he showed up. This uh, this episode is maybe a testament to how tired we are, if anything. So <laughs> that might explain more than, uh, more than we're willing to be able to answer at the moment. Uh, so, Dad, let's try to put this one on the rush more since... Uh, I guess that was a decent bit. So let's see if this one gets on the best of our best list. And I have two potential good ones here for us. So uh, final performance, Rushmore. Does Raul Julia as Bison beat out Brandon Lee in The Crow, Heath Ledger in The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, uh, James Dean in Giant, or Marilyn Monroe in The Misfits? Does uh, Bison have a chance to get on here as a iconic last role? Hmm... It's funny because a lot of people gave him a lot of credit for this role. Almost all of the letterbox comments was like, I only like this because Raul Julia went balls to the walls. Yeah. And I kind of want to give it to him. Yeah, because I think we could maybe take Heath off. I also don't really care for Heath in the Imaginarium. If this was, if he had done Dark Knight as his last movie, there oh, would be no way. Yeah, that's that's not even worth talking no, about. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I didn't really care for the uh, Doctor Parnassus, so I'm okay with taking Heath Ledger off and putting, you know, Raul Julia, uh, maybe where he deserves in the best of the best. In some way, though, it's sad that that was his final. He goes out playing Bison. Yeah, I think he did it for his kids. He did it though. for his kids. Yeah. yeah, that's all that really matters. So it was all about love. So. He's a family man. Yeah. And what is uh, M. Bison but love, I think, is, you know, love personified. So I'm okay with putting him up there on the, uh, the Rushmore if you are. Sure. All right. Sorry, Heath. You're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to imaginary him up yourself a, a different Rushmore because you're off this one. What was his pre, it was the, the Dark Knight, right? Yeah. The I one mean, that was before that was the yeah. Dark Knight, which, like which said, uh, to me, that's always his final performance in, in my eyes. Did he want, he won the Oscar for that, right? Did he? Or I, th- I thought he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he. Sh- I mean, if he didn't, he should have. But I'm almost positive he did. Yeah, he was a great actor. Incredible. Sadly. Yeah, I mean, one of those people who's too talented to die early. Yeah. How uh, old was he? He wasn't 27. I hope. You think he was 28? Oh, I think he just. What missed is it that. about the 27? I honestly, I would love to be part of the 27 Club. If I'm gonna die young, that just whoa, might... whoa, whoa. As a 26 year old, fuck it, dude. Joe. <laughs> 
No, you are not going to be part of that club. <laughs> Why not? That's nothing but potential. No, no. As your father, that, as your father, you're preventing I, me from dying. Yeah, you're ob- disobeying. Yes. Yeah, it would be disobeying you, if th- I died. This is the thing: you cannot die before I die. Yeah, I guess that's fair. No, I mean, it's, not, it's not even fair. It's, it's that sucks though that I have to be alive when you die though. I'd rather not be around for my family, and I would rather see you die. I mean, you in You're a way, my son. in a way, you preceded me though. Like you came on this earth before I so did. So what? I've already lived almost sixty years on this planet. Yeah, I don't know. You've got some time to uh, enjoy. Yourself. Well, like I said, if I become very famous in the next year, and I just have <laughs> in the next year, if I become very famous in the next year, and I get myself into some debaucherous behavior, if I do die, I die. If he dies, he dies. You know, that's just how you know Rocky told me how it works. So <laughs> it is what it is. Rocky. Yeah. Or I guess who is the Russian guy in Rocky Four? Dolph. Who is Dolph's character? Uh, I can't remember the Russian name. Yeah, I can't remember him either. Well, let's just move on to the next Rushmore. I had uh, two faded to function Rushmore. So does coked out Von Dom beat out Daniel Radcliffe getting drunk for Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Uh, Carrie Fisher getting uh, a load on for The Empire Strikes Back. Judy Garland taking amphetamines and barbatures or. How do you say Barbituates? that? Barbituates. Barbituates. There we go. During The Wizard of Oz. Or Robert Shaw blacking out while filming Jaws. <laughs> wow. Julie Garland. Was she was taking... getting, oh, she was getting fed those by like the producers. Really? Well, cause she was supposed to like, she only had a pretty much caffeine diet. She <clears throat> At was... that age? Yeah, dude. They were fuck. I mean, Bar- Julie Garland has a tragic life. She was just like abused and abused by producers. And Not what's this about Carrie but... Fisher? I didn't know she was having some, uh, Substance abuse problems for Empire Strikes Back? She was doing coke, getting drunk for... I mean, apparently when they showed up the Cloud City, she was drunk. During that scene, she was drunk for at least that. And I know they were doing other shit. But Carrie Fisher had a, a drug problem almost her whole fucking life. I mean, that's just... Uh, yeah, I saw that show that she did, you know, when she was doing that one... She went on stage, you know, and she was talking about her life. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one person show. I don't, I don't know what we want to call it, but Debbie Reynolds was her mom. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe she was just Robert you know. Shaw, classic. Yeah, the, he was. I guess. Yeah, he was pretty messed up during the whole film in Jaws. Yeah, he had to be like dragged off set. Yeah, he was a cl- classic. He director. passed out. Yeah, like during the one scene when he has to talk about when he was on the the boat there, um, or the ship that sinks during the. Uh, mm-hmm. What the hell was it? It was like the some USS, long monologue. Uh, yeah, with the sharks. Mm. I guess at first he fucked it up, but then he came back and did it real. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, these are, I mean, iconic. I had no idea that Daniel Radcliffe uh, was getting fucked up uh, during the Harry Potter movies, but apparently he was just like drinking like a madman. Really? Because he, I How old was he at that point? Like 18. I mean, he was getting fucked up. He, I mean, there's scenes like you can watch that movie now and you can kind of see that he's out of it. It's just sort of surprising to like notice it now. But he's sort of like talked about how he would just get super drunk for these scenes for almost no reason. Just because he was too famous, too sad. I don't know. I'm going to say no because it, it, it doesn't appear in the film that he's messed up. But he does seem pretty coherent, at least in the, the, the performance. Like You can't really tell that he's, 
you know, all these of people. Of course, any of those you can't tell. Yeah, for sure. Except uh, Daniel Radcliffe is maybe the most apparent to me, at least in seeing the film now. I don't know. Maybe Robert Shaw, too. I mean. Yeah, I guess that was maybe a little more obvious, too. But I, I mean, these are all-time classics, and Von Damme is the, yeah. is like something grown off like a Petri dish. He's almost like the mold of Hollywood. Like, yeah. I'm just not here for whatever Von Damme is doing. Yeah, so. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put him up there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to immortalize Von Damme. As a classic drug user, no, there's 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 very little respect there for me, uh, for Jean Claude, and I, I don't think he should be up here with these these other <laughs> legends of uh, getting <laughs> fucked up while you work, which is just you know is maybe the best thing you can do. So, Dad, I don't know about you, but I'm done talking about this movie, and quite frankly, I don't have the same category as we usually do here. We usually uh, do a live action uh, Netflix recast, but. Considering that this is a live-action movie, uh, I'm bringing back one of my favorite categories for us to play. So, Dad, let me uh, let me play our interest, uh, intro music here. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for a celebrity death match? Woo! Incredible. I've been dying to get back to this game, dude. And it really only presents itself when we do these live action ones since. And look really... who's in the freaking audience. Patrick Ernstkind. Hey! Wow, he's got his, uh, I guess he's got his Cuban hottie there again. Wow, I somehow made it out of freaking uh, Shadaloo. Yeah, so you're traveling. Alive. You're a jet setter, yeah. actually. It yeah. seems like you're just kind of hopping around. I do. So, Dad, in the same way that we did it last time, you know, we're going to pick a celebrity, a weapon, and a weakness. And uh, I guess we'll do... How many did we do last time? We did like... Yeah, we'll just keep picking. Do as many as it becomes freaking funny, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> how many it takes to be funny. Yeah. I think we did uh, the first two rounds. So let's just keep going and we'll, you know, we'll figure yeah. this out. So do you want to pick the first celeb? Yeah. All right. And the first celebrity is... Byron Man, Ryu. Yeah. So he was this movie's Ryu. Yeah. And what weapon does he have? And he's going to be whipping out a Bison's Lightning. Ooh, Bison's Lightning. Wow, how did he come to, to be using that? Well, but his weakness is stuck in a fat suit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Byron Man uh, with lightning powers, but he's stuck in a fat suit. And I'll pick uh, his opponent here. So I have Scott Eastwood, who is uh, our guile in the original Street Fighter episode. His weapon is going to be a Power Ranger suit. So that's pretty powerful. Is that really powerful? I think it does have powers. I don't know. And his weakness is uh, he's hallucinating after hair transplant surgery. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Scott Eastwood in a Power Ranger suit who's hallucinating after getting hair plugs versus Byron Man in a fat suit with lightning powers. Who do you think is going to win this fight? Easily, my guy. Yeah. Byron. I think Byron... I mean, he's hallucinating. He's having a hard time right now. I don't even think he knows he's in a match. He's got great hair, though. I mean, that's really maybe the thing, the saving grace here. 
Scott Eastwood is one of the most handsome dudes in Hollywood for sure, but I don't think he needs a hair transplant. Well, that's why. I mean, he's hallucinating because he's like going, he's fearing that he's losing his hair or something. To that yeah, effect. he must have. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. He's, he's just si- overcompensating. He's like on the floor in the freaking fetal position crying like a baby, and I'm yeah. just like zapping him in my you're back. In- <laughs> my hands are just like, I I mean. Yeah, you're in a Mr. Clump suit yeah. just like fucking shocking him yeah. with your fingertips. I roll over to him like. Eh. And then I really fuck him up. So. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think Byron Mann uh, oh, moves yeah. on to the next round. Yeah, well, plus he's buffer than that, that dude, is he? Uh, then Scott Eastwood. I bet they're. I think they're probably about the same, same. muscularity. Same. But the hallucinating thing. I mean, I'll say that it's pretty severe. So, <laughs> I, I think that's fair. All right, no you, weapons. No. <laughs> do you want to pick uh, the next celeb? Yeah, Jamie Chung, Chung Lee. Oh, yeah, Chun-Li, oh. original Chun-Li. And I think that was your pick originally for Chun-Li because I had Lana Condor. So you, she, we got Jamie Chung. Jamie Chung is Chun-Li. I love Chun-Li. She's whipping out her double D. No, <laughs> I wish. Mishu, <laughs> Mishu the Dragon? Mi, uh, Mushu? Mushu. So Mulan, uh-huh. Mushu's dragon or uh-huh. Mushu the little dragon. So she has a little dragon to help her. Which is kind of funny because I'm pretty sure she was the voice of. I think that dragon Mulan. is pretty much a bitch. It was. It yeah. was Eddie Murphy. What is weaknesses sprayed with tear gas? Okay, so she was recently sprayed with tear gas, but she has Mushu as her assistant. Oh, she's going down. Yeah, this doesn't seem like a, a great <laughs> great start for Jamie. Uh, so I had Luddy Lin, who was one of our original Ryu picks. His uh, weapon is going to be. Um, oh Jesus. The ability to squirt hot milk on command. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's going to help him a hell of a lot, but let's see what his weakness is going to be. Um, wow. Hangover-induced amnesia. I think this is a, one of the worst combinations here. So Luddy Lin with hangover-induced amnesia, who has the ability to squirt hot milk on command versus <laughs> Jamie Chung with Mushu, uh, who's got a little tear gas in her eyes. I think Jamie Chung is going to win. I do, too. I don't think... Uh, I mean, it, it looked like a freaking slam dunk for the other person, but... Luddy Lin took a hot shit yeah. with his hot milk coming out of his fucking yeah. nipples. I mean, that that's... It's useless. That's it's, not great. Yeah, it's not going to do nothing. No. And Mushu's probably... Yeah, I think he can breathe some fire. I, no, he absolutely can breathe yeah. fire. So I'm pretty sure he would set yeah, Luddy so, Lin on fire. Yeah. He would try to put himself out with the milk. <laughs> And then he would just, I don't even know. He yeah. has amnesia. I don't even think he probably yeah, knows where he is. Yeah, he doesn't even know what's going on. Well, I guess... He's going to die a hideous death. He, he'd probably be deformed after. If he lives. Yeah. If this is a death No, match. I don't think we're going to... Oh, really? Death? Yeah, yeah, celebrity death match. Wow. <laughs> this dude is dead. Sorry, dude. Yeah, sorry, Luddy Lane. Melted your face off. That's... I don't care how much milk you squirt in my face. Yeah, there's literally nothing. There's no milk <laughs> that's going to save you, my friend. <laughs> probably thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking love it. So we'll pick... Um, We'll do two more, and then we'll do another round, and yeah, we'll go to the final after that. Oh, do we have a final? Yeah, well, you keep Byron Mann and uh, you know Jamie Chung off to the side there, because they're going to have to fight each other. Oh, Zach Efron is Ken. Ooh, Is that nice. one of my picks? That was one of your picks, yeah, because yeah, I had Lucas Till originally. All right. Zach's whipping out his lightsaber. Oh, my God. This is Zach be, with a lightsaber? Oh, no. What's his weakness? I don't think he has one. <laughs> Very high in a too much white castle. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so he freaking basically smoked 
Smoke so, pot. Yeah. Got White Castle. But he's gonna with a lightsaber. Yeah. There's that's that's actually like a formidable yeah. opponent. So yeah. and and Zach is pretty ripped. So he's. He's looking strong. I think that's maybe like a one seed. That's a that's a really strong yeah. combo. All right. I have uh Miguel A. Nunez Jr., who played DJ, who is also, you know, Joanna Man. So I have him. His weapon is uh the ability to go Super Saiyan. Ooh. Oh. So he has fucking uh Goku powers. That really is a bad. I don't thing. think that's but he's been bit by a zombie. That might be if Zach. Okay, so Miguel A. Nunez Jr. with the ability to go Super Saiyan, but he's been bit by a zombie. Versus Zach Efron with a lightsaber. Does so that mean he's, he's become the Walking Dead? I think if Zach can hold off for long enough, but he's getting ready to turn. I no, that's what I'm saying. I think if he's been bit by a zombie, he'll be turning soon. Yeah. So as long as Zach can hold off, I don't think that the zombie can use. You know, go Super Saiyan. I don't think it has the the cognition to be able yeah. to like, you know, do that. And I I'm pretty sure Zach is probably eliminated a body part at this point with that lightsaber. Yeah, I I mean the the Super Saiyan thing. I really thought that was going to be enough for Miguel, but I think Zach is probably just going to wait him out. He's yeah. going to be just high enough uh, to be able to think of a plan to fucking you know get yeah. himself at least an hour to yes. make him turn. Yeah. So sorry, that's tough. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Miguel. You're you're getting you your were, head cut you off. You were real powerful, and then <laughs> I don't know why you let a zombie at yeah. you. But that's uh, yeah. not a particularly great look. So we get. I guess we'll do one more, and then we'll uh, do uh, another round with the the, oh, the people who won. I got Andy Circus as Blanca. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That was one of our original picks. It's a pretty good performance. That would be a really that would be a hell of a lot better than whoever the fuck played Blanca this time. Yeah. And uh, his weapon is <laughs> what the fuck? What is it? The <laughs> Baywatch boogie board? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was one of Zach Efron's tangential Hell. weapons. So he's got a boogie board. Andy <laughs> Circus with a boogie board. Yeah. What's his weakness? I think Blanca doesn't even know how to use that. No, <laughs> his weakness is a boogie board. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't know how to swim. Clinically severe hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. Andy Circus as Blank is bleeding out of his ass with a boogie with board. a boogie board, and he's going to be having to fight against uh, Ronda Rousey, wow. who's our original Cami White. Let's see what kind of uh, weapon she's got. Um, she can communicate with animals. <laughs> That's kind of cool. And what's her weakness? Communicate with animals. Wow. She can only fight with her eyes closed. That's tough. Okay. Um, so Ronda Rousey, who has her eyes closed but can communicate with animals versus Andy Circus with a boogie board and hemorrhoids. I think Ronda just closes her eyes and asks the animals to come and help her, right? I feel like that. Yeah. Some I, birds will come peck out Andy Circus. Yeah. He'll probably eat his fucking hemorrhoids. <laughs> a bird will, like a falcon will come and like peck at his exposed yeah. butthole. I mean, Blanket doesn't know what the hell is happening. I mean, he's he's concerned about his freaking ass bleeding. And yeah. Ronda Rousey is just like bringing in command to all kinds of animals that just overtake him. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with her eyes closed. She doesn't even have to fucking yeah. do anything. So I'm going to say... Now that we have four here, we're going to just do a semifinals and then we'll go for a final match. So I'll, I'm going to pair up the last two winners and the two winners before that. So is what? Is that Jamie Chung? Zach Efron. Okay, so Zach Efron versus Ronda Rousey and then uh, Jamie Chung versus 
Um, who was the other guy you had? Byron Mann. Byron Mann. Okay. So first up, let's go Zach off run Ronda, uh, Ronda since we have that one out there. Zach with the lightsaber and he's still blazed versus uh, closed eye Ronda with her animals. Who do you think is going to win that one? I think Zach wins. I think Zach also wins because yeah. Ronda his is, lightsaber is just going to destroy any animal. That yeah, there. anything that she could possibly. I mean, does he have Jedi power? I'm not going to say he has the ability. He's like a. Finn. Does he even know how? Can, if you're not a Jedi, can you activate a lightsaber? Finn did. Remember in the Force Awakens. He was like, that was the thing that was so egregious about those movies. Like, they teased Finn as this potential Jedi figure, and then they never really gave him the opportunity to be, you know, a black Jedi like Mace Windu. But, yeah, no, Zack could definitely turn on the lightsaber and swing it around. <laughs> I mean, for sure. So okay. he's he's going to cut, you know, Ronda in half. And Ronda. she can't even fight with her fucking eyes open, so she's going to lose her head pretty goddamn fast. Yeah, that, that's over. So Zach is moving on. Zach's moving on. Yeah. So now it's Byron Man in a fat suit with electric powers versus Jamie Chung, who what <laughs> what does she have again? Uh, Jamie Chung, Mushu the dragon. Oh yeah, she's got Mushu, and uh, what was her weakness? Sprayed with tear gas. Oh, okay. She can't even like her eyes are bleeding. I mean, no, she's all Mushu. teared up. Mushu's on her shoulder, like talking shit. And Zach is just fucking electrocuting. Oh, him. I mean, no, it's just yeah, whatever. I mean, well, he's... it's not Zach; it's Byron. He's using oh, the, Byron. Yeah, the electric power. Oh, yeah, he's, he's. I still think he down. gets him too. Yeah. So it's it's Zach and Byron, man. Yeah. And I think this is this is borderline a Jedi battle. This is like Palpatine versus fucking you know Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, it is. It's Except you know Lord yeah. Palpatine is in a fat suit, yeah. <laughs> and he's played by an Asian guy, which maybe it would be cool. So. It all depends on how powerful is electrical. Because if he can shoot those out... Well, he can... I mean, um, Zack should be able to catch that with the lightsaber. Because they do that in the regular movie against the Sith lightning. Oh. Well, there's your answer. Well, I mean, if he knows how to do it. I mean, if he's... I mean, you can still get shocked. He just has to learn how to be able to block it. Well, that brings into question Zack's Jedi training. Yeah. And, and he's high. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think well, is he, how, while he's high and he's full, he's, <laughs> he's too full on White yeah. Castle? So, do you think that would be enough to you know inhibit him from winning this battle? Because Byron, the only thing that's been inhibiting him is he's yeah, in but a the Mr. other guy is in a fat suit and maybe his arms are sort of like he's really can't move fast because he's like he de probably definitely can't move. He fast. looks like the girl in uh, Willy Wonka, like when she blows up as a blueberry. Violet. She, yeah, Violet. And she, his arms are really out. So he's having a, a hard time, you know, pointing his electrical charge. Okay. Because it's coming out of his hands. You, you shoot. Okay. So he's so fat that he can't even put his arms forward. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. He's in a fat suit. He's just like, Ugh. I want to see exactly how fat this girl was in this freaking thing. But. Oh, she's freaking, she has to get squeezed out, but she's like. Oh, yeah, like she a, does have to get squeezed out. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm I'm looking at even the new Willy Wonka. I'm questioning Violet that Beauregard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that's how you're going to, you know, um, quantify she, it. Yeah, he can, yeah, but he doesn't have good aim because he has to sort of like, you know, and he's slow. So, you know, the Jedi shit's just going to take him down. Even though. I mean, look at this. It's just a big fucking circle. She's just yeah. a blueberry. Yeah. So it's not, she's not even a fat sir. It's just, she's a, he becomes a blueberry. <laughs> I mean, if, if that's going to be the case, if Byron Man is going to be in a, in a Zach ostensibly. Efron. Yep, Zach is going to slice him in half. Celebrity Deathmatch 2. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Who was the winner last time? Do you remember? 
It wasn't Madeline, was it? <laughs> it might have been Madeline McGraw. I can't remember. It, either that, it was somebody with like Thor's hammer or something like that. Oh, man, but, we'll have to go back. We're going to have to bring that up in uh, Notes and Errata next week. Yeah. We, we're going to have to have a running well, all celebrity win- death match. And at some point, they're all like going to have to, you know, the winners are going to have to meet. They'll have a tournament. Have, yeah. We'll the, have a the absolute- Super Bowl of, de- you know, celebrity death match. Well, no, Maybe d- like all a- the anime movies, all the anime TV shows, they have like a tournament arc. We'll just do one big fucking celebrity death match with all the winners <laughs> eventually once we have enough. But Zach. Zach, wow. I'm, I mean, getting high eating White me. Castle and having a lightsaber is like the best I mean, he was definitely the probably, well, that other dude, you said he was in good shape. I don't know who the hell he was, but. Yeah, but. Scott Eastwood. Yeah, Scott. What, what movies have he been in? He's never been in anything where he's like really great. I mean, he. Have we put him into a live action? Yeah, he was my choice for Guile. Uh, in the original Street Fighter. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, I think he was squirting hot milk, if I remember <laughs> correctly. So I don't think he really had a lot oh, to offer. Oh, no. Well, he's a, he's never going to be in the in the finals. So yeah, he, no. Yeah. He was he was a very good-looking uh, person who got bounced in the, the first round. Squirting <laughs> hot milk is just... <laughs> that's not very... It's <laughs> not a good weapon. No, the weaknesses no. are always kind of ridiculous, and that's what makes it fun. But, hey, congratulations, Zac Efron. He uh, might be a good tag team partner. Like, yeah, give me a squirt. Yeah, or blind them with the milk. Kind of scald <laughs> their eyes. Like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got I, right I mean, are we talking face. about, you know, yeah, scorching hot? I guess you could probably make, well, I mean, that might maybe rechange Scott yeah. Seating if you could make it scorching hot milk. Yeah. Maybe scalding hot milk, you burn people. <laughs> Wait, Scott, you want to fucking rematch? No. <laughs> <laughs> My milk will freaking burn your eyes out. Yeah, that's uh, that's maybe something we need to bring up. Maybe he'll be reseeded. Who knows? Maybe Scott Eastwood will just be thrown into the mix just for the hell of it. So, Dad, last call for alcohol. Was there uh, any final questions that you wanted to ask the director before uh, we send it over to Muskie? Um, how come Cammy didn't wear the thong leotard? I saw in some promotional <laughs> photos that she did. I would also like to know why she didn't wear her like usual setup, but that would have been nice to see. I, I, I still, I don't really think Kylie Minogue, is that her name? I'm not like too infatuated by her. I don't really, yeah. I don't really see her appeal, I guess. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I mean, I do remember her. It's funny though, I don't remember She's her. She's got a Kidman face I now. thought she was more like in the 80s, but... Did you see that? I mean, she kind of has like Nicole Kidman face now. Oh, really? A little bit. It's Doing not like severe, but she's got a little bit of a Kidman high face. Botec- Botox. I don't even know what it is. She just looks kind of strange in terms of like nowadays. And maybe it's just because she's an older person now and I don't really know what her aging process was like. But Kidman-esque. Not incredibly bad, but like a little bit. It's teetering. But yeah. I, I My only other question for the director was how much of the film's budget went up Van Damme's nose? <laughs> <laughs> and I want to believe it was ten. If it was ten thousand dollars a day, and they probably filmed for two months, I thought it was like a ninety. Yeah, three months. So uh, if it was every single day, that that's incredible. Nobody can do ten thousand dollars worth of coke every day. Are you saving any of it? Or are you just giving it all away too? You could also probably. Well, you're like, having a party. That's for sure. Yeah, you're bringing ten thousand dollars worth of coke is a lot astronomical. I it's mean, like a fucking brick. I don't know how Van Damme showed up on the set if that's the case. You know yeah. Well, I mean? oh, maybe it was just I mean, it was all probably $10,000 during the whole shoot. Yeah, that's kind of what I was like thinking. It had to be, it couldn't be this astronomical number where he's like spending six figures worth of fucking money on cocaine. 
Can you imagine a hundred thousand dollar bill on a cocaine at the end of the movie? It's like, all right, look, the dispenses, like explosives, you know, costume design, Colombian white, crazy, <laughs> Bolivian marching powder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that would have uh, really gotten the best out of any uh, action star, and you know, Von Dom definitely proved that to be the case. Um, so, any idea what Muskie's gonna say? I have. I never know what Muskie's gonna say. That guy's a loose cannon. Yeah, I like to keep you on your toes. You know, I uh, I'm always here, kind of listening to what you you fucking losers are talking about. And you know, I do like my uh, you know, I do like a, a nice massage every once in a while. I heard you guys were talking about something happening in Thailand, people getting you know handies and shit like that. And you know, I frequent my fair share of uh, massage parlors. What about you, fellas? You ever uh, get a hot steamy one? I can't say that I did. I have musky. Well, I uh, a lot. hot steamy. Well, you know, I uh, I went to what, a. Are you into like freaking people shitting on you or something? Like somebody hit a freaking hot, a steamer right on your chest? Oh come on, grow the fuck up! No, I'm fucking talking about. I'm I I get massages from nice pregnant women who squirt a little milk in my oh. mouth after they're done. That's all. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm a straight up guy. There's nothing happening. I would never cheat on Beth. You know, she's the love of my life. You can't cheat on a freaking real doll. You tell her that. She'll give you a fucking, you know, an earful. They can't talk, Musky. What? Oh, do you have, like, the new version? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, it's, you know what, you ever seen Her? That movie Her with, uh... Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix? <laughs> Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've seen that movie, Musky. What about it? Yeah, well, I, um... I installed a, an iPhone in the back of uh, Bethany's head, and I just say, uh, you know, I, I actually somehow, I jailbroke it so I could say, hey, Bethany, and it would say hello. But, you know, that just shows that Muskie's actually pretty good with computers. You know, I'm not just a bartender. I'm a smart guy. So you have attached Muskie, some- Muskie, Muskie, Muskie. Why do you have to, you, like, you can't get a real live woman? Well, I mean, you guys gave me shit for hooking up with 18-year-olds, and I, you know, I can't go to the local high school because I'm not allowed. So, obviously, I have to uh, find women who are not only age-appropriate, but uh, who are, uh, Well, if it's keeping you from freaking, you know, infiltrating the freaking high schools, I'm all for it, Muskie. And... Well, you know, I'm I'm much prefer to be in, you know, a freshman dorm, but I'm not really necessarily allowed over there either, so... I'm uh I'm sort of public enemy number one to all uh, education universities around here. They have a you know a sign on every door that says "Look out for this man," and it's <laughs> just me smiling. Are you on the list? I'm in a couple different lists, but not <laughs> <laughs> none of them are good. Yeah, that does not surprise me, Muskie. It seems it seems as what you told me, you shouldn't be allowed in almost any public establishment. Could you even go grocery shopping? I have a neighbor pick up shit for me because uh. You know, I, I said some things to a Starbucks employee who was at the Ingles one day, and, uh, you know, I'm not allowed back. Okay, Muskie, well. Ah, oh, Muskie, man, damn, dude. It, it seems like this is a, maybe a low point for you. I don't I don't even really know what to say to you this week. It seems, uh, I don't even want to say that you're going to jail. This just seems kind of sad. I know we haven't barely used the soundboard, but I don't think you even deserve it. <laughs> wow. Do you, do you really mean that? I kind of do. I'm... I'm borderline done with this episode, Muskie. I guess we're just going to have to see you some other time, my friend. Oh, come on, you guys. This is so low energy. I can't believe you're doing this to me. Sorry, Are Muskie. Are we the highlight of your week, Muskie? Do you like listening to our podcast? I, uh, I like having a chance. Do you get it on your iPhone? 
Do you have an iPhone? <laughs> I have an Android. Ah, oh, <laughs> come on, Musky. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I like having the option to kind of do shit with my phone. All you iPhone users, you know, I don't trust the cloud. It must be some kind of interface to your real doll on android right because i don't think apple would want to be involved in that there is a specific app that i get to control some very special features but you know that's uh that's just for me and bethany and a bottle of wine to figure out if you know what i'm saying oh you're a wine drinker <sighs> well <laughs> i'm definitely not uh, you know drinking whatever shit you're fucking drinking asshole yeah well we, we dedicate this one to you musky freak show thanks uh you want to pay for it here or what? You want to give me a little money? I don't really know what you want to even talk about here. You Muskie, have we ever given you any money? You should. I could use a Why? tip. How about you give me a maxim this time, motherfucker? If you're not going to pay me, at least give me a, a hot tip. A hot tip, huh? Um, Don't take any wooden nickels? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, we're heading outside. Uh, notes on Arata. Anything you want to you know, bring up before we go? I wish I had one, because I feel like I should every week. There must be something. Well, you got to listen to something that you say in the uh, last episode that is either incorrect or some, you know, reason you want to bring it up. Uh, it might be everything I say is incorrect. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I I I I only listen to that episode that I <laughs> after put every podcast I blank out. No, I mean I, I. I mean, it is kind of a surprise every time you listen. Like I I barely know what I say half the time. Yeah. It's almost kind of funny to like re-listen to these things. But yeah, I got. Nothing I want to apologize for Muskie, <laughs> just for who it is. Yeah, yeah. That we actually frequent his establishment and bring our podcast in here, and I I honestly feel he's somewhat of a degenerate. He's a crazy dude, man, and I'm scared. I think it's kind of an understatement. Not only is he the Antichrist and maybe like a pedophile, but I mean, he killed yes, somebody. He, that's the thing. He has a freaking 666 tattooed on his head. He said well, it's it. not a tattoo. It's it's a birthmark. Oh, yeah, it's remember. a birthmark. Well, that's even worse. See, because if it was a tattoo, then I'd say, yeah, he's just a freak that thinks he's some kind of weird, you know, Satanist. But no, he was born with it. Yeah. I think I think Muskie has some redeeming qualities. And if anything... What? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but I think... He communicates with freaking, you Rory. know... Rory. Like with a rat. <laughs> he has a freaking real doll for a girlfriend. Whatever, man. I mean, Muskie, Muskie, Muskie's just trying to get by. That's the thing. <laughs> I actually think we might have to take a visit to his house. Because there might be some freaking... There's a well. It's like a Buffalo Bill situation. But yeah, exactly. He's got something, you know, like a secret room in his house. And I mean, I'm scared. I, I, I'm scared I, for the patrons. I don't anybody that might communicate with Muskie. There could be some scary shit going on at his freaking place. Because, I mean, the guy killed somebody because he couldn't freaking speak the language. I think that was one of those things, though. I mean, there's plenty of people who did crazy shit in Nam and, like, didn't bring him back with them. So, I mean, I think he was a product of his environment, unfortunately. I'm not making excuses for Muskie. I'm just trying to understand, you know, uh, at least what he's told he me. He was in the service. He, he, was, he had to have been court-martialed. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess there's a whole other backstory to, like, how that even happened. But we're, I guess we're just going to have to figure out. <laughs> I'll figure that out some other time. So, Dad, this is the Jackson Maine through the window. Hey! What's your one rating? We did move it up to a 10 scale, too, if you remember correctly. I'm going to have to say, Freak Show is a damn good wine. Mm -hmm. I agree. And we have to break it out anytime we do any live action, because they're all freak shows. Yep. The ensemble is always just full of people I would never expect. Yeah. 
So what would you give this one? You know what? I'm going to give it my highest rating because we only pull it out when we're doing the worst of the worst. And I'm going to give this five out of five Von Dom freaking cocaine bumps because he brought it. I think it might have been one of his best performances. It's possible. Yeah. I don't and think that, he's had too many great ones. Yeah, that's not saying a lot. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm feeling really good. I'll, you I'm know, thinking like we should just like just like go right into a second podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, my eyes just like shot out of my head. I couldn't imagine, dude. I barely let's put do, this. This let, episode is maybe gonna be garbage. And I can't imagine do doing another our one. Second, like uh, a freaking drunk podcast. Ooh, where we just don't have any categories. Where we we're just drinking riff. Muskie's freaking watered down booze. His toilet fucking yeah, wine. Yeah, we take you know. 20 freaking margaritas or something and finally we get Ooh. to the point where we're incoherent and just blasting anime <laughs> it's just the anime soundtracks <laughs> not even the movie no 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 we'll uh, play call me tonight just that song from last call week. me tonight yeah, yeah we'll just listen to that soundtrack the whole time yeah I I also like this wine, and I'm I'm gonna keep with a ten scale this week because I know we switched. It oh, over. that's right, ten. I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. I'll go with you. I'll just say ten out of ten, just because I like Freak Show. I'll do ten out of ten affairs with Kylie Minogue. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that if that was gonna be the highlight of this whole movie for anybody, including Van Damme, I might as well keep it for myself. Yeah. So. Why were you uh, interested in Kylie? Would I have an affair with her? Sure. I actually remember her being a lot cuter than she was. In she this was movie. cute in this movie. I think I the pictures that I saw of her otherwise I didn't really you know care for her. But I think in this movie in particular she was cute. Yeah, yeah. I would still prefer uh, prefer. Yeah. I thought it Pugh. was funny that they literally didn't. I don't think she had any lines until about an hour into the movie, and they, then they just like you know let her loose. Yeah, they definitely weren't. Uh, substantial. She wasn't, you know, giving no, a fucking No, she said monologue. nothing. You know, she was just like Van Damme's sidekick until mm. all of a sudden when they, you know, got in the boats. Yeah. <laughs> they had their little face mask on. For, yeah. He was watching, I mean, what was that tape that he put in? It was just him, like, watching old videos of him and Blanca hanging out together. That was such a shoo-in thing to yeah. throw in there. This is so stupid. And the thing is that I thought there was, like, you know, some connection between Van Damme and her. But then, you know, he just, like, threw her to the freaking, kicked her to the curb, and then he was, like, going after Chun-Li. I would probably go after Chun-Li, yeah, too. That's, Chun-Li's that, that's a smoke a, show, dude. Yeah. Have you seen her thighs? She was probably the best part of the movie. I would agree. Wing Na Wen. I mean, she Ming was the Na best Wen. cast. I mean, she had the hair going and everything. She she nailed it. Yeah. Chun-Li is uh, always going to be um, number one for me in my yeah. heart. But, Dad... Just like always, we have uh, pretty much no idea what we're doing. And even at this point, we're hoping that we could put something out that's decent. But <laughs> I guess uh, we'll figure that out in post and uh, until next time, I suppose. Yep. And bye-bye. Bye-bye and don't drink a drive.